Hello and welcome to Into the Aether. It's a low-key video game podcast. My name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. Stephen Hilger is here in here. New Jersey with in me. New Jersey. The the closest thing to the Aether, the Garden State. <laughs> it basically is, yeah. yeah. I feel like people don't know New Jersey's deal. Like they hear a lot of terrible things about it, I think. Sure. And some good things maybe. Yeah. But I feel like uh this is the land of mystery and I kinda wanna keep it that way. Yeah, I think so. I think the f- the flack is that a word? Yeah. The flack that New Jersey gets is not really directly representative of the flack it deserves. <laughs> That's the best review I can give it. Because I think like largely it's like Sopranos or Jersey Shore are yeah. the two biggest representations. Yeah. There's a whole swamp in the southeast that's getting no attention that deserves that is true. the most flack, yeah. I think. <laughs> I, I ride a train through it every day, and it's yeah. very confusing. Um, it's a strange place. It's a, it's a very... it's It's got everything. For such a small state, yeah. like geographically, uh, metaphorically, <laughs> it's got a lot. Existentially. I think produces yeah. the most of the world's eggplant. Some is that real? Some crazy stat. Like, it's not the world, but I think, like, a large portion of... The, this could be just completely wrong. <laughs> I hope, it, but I remember being told by several people, like, "Yeah, you'd be surprised how much eggplant comes out of yeah. New Jersey." I hope it is wrong, uh, partially because again, I want to maintain the mystery of New Jersey, and I like the idea of using our platform, our gigantic, huge platform on this podcast, to uh, to maintain the mystery, to maintain rumor and hearsay about New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, there. I feel like there probably was a time where New Jersey produced more produce because there used to be a lot of farms. Mm. Now, not so much. There's yeah. a lot of mini malls and like abandoned theme parks <laughs> <laughs> that have now become like chic concert venues yeah that is true that's kind of that's sort of the vibe of new jersey is like really awesome music and an abandoned carnival <laughs> and a shit ton of eggplant yeah if you've played uh near automata one of the levels takes place in uh the stone pony which is a great <laughs> venue in asbury park that, new jersey <laughs> that is kind of the vibe i was getting yeah that's might be probably why i like that game so much speaking of games brendan this is the last episode of 2018. Yes. Uh, we are both going to talk about our favorite games of the year, which is kind of interesting because um, this whole podcast is talking about our favorite games. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. Um, but we are going to sift through 2018's wonderful library and and each highlight 10 games that we really loved. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we are going to make a collective top five. Yeah. Um, that is the canonical into the Aether top five. Yes. Um, so, it'll, it'll involve a lot of blood, a lot sweat, of blood, and tears. A lot of eggplant. I almost said grapefruit. A I'm lot of eggplant. Of no script at all. <laughs> Wait until our bone broth conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah I'm, I'm excited about it um i i have a feeling that our lists are going to be very similar in content but not ranking mm, the flack we deserve the flack we deserve yeah. yeah anyway um i guess we'll just jump right into it i will say right off the bat this was a wonderful year for video games yeah i think 2017 is like i'm still learning how awesome that year was mm, for games yeah but i think that um, there was a lot of wonderful stuff that came out this year, um, and if you're interested in any games that like we didn't talk about today, I'm pretty sure we probably talked about them in an earlier episode, yeah. or, or maybe not, but a lot to get through. Um, also, like we started this podcast six months in, and yeah. I think we both dramatically increased how much we were playing. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I was just talking uh, to someone else about this the other day, but like this podcast has caused me to go out and play games in a way that I haven't in a really long time, yeah. which is like not only seeking out new experiences constantly, but thinking about them in a way that is not just like, I need this to escape what's happening, right. and more like engaging with it on like a real 
level, whether it be uh, as art or as um, just fun. I think for me, the way I did the way I digested games before this podcast was pretty similar, but it would be like two or three games that I would like fall deep into. Like, yeah. you know, when I got Persona 5 last year and I like played all of it in a very gross amount of time. Um, right. And then like thought about it for a long time. Yeah. And, like discussed with myself how mm-hmm. I liked it, which is probably what led to this podcast. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Okay. It's like, what do you think, Steven? I don't know. Um, but yeah. <laughs> So we're here. Um, let's stick to the present for once. Yeah, sure. Um, and I guess we'll get started. So what we're going to do, I believe we settled on this earlier. Um, we are going to go through our top 10, 10 to 1, 1 being our game of the year. And we're going to switch off. So we'll yeah. do Brendan, then me. So 10, 10, 9, 9, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Oh, so I'm going first. Uh, well, we can decide that. I, I, I wasn't sure how we're going to decide it. Um, we can roll a dice. We can go. Should we ask? Our, we can arm wrestle. We can base it on our rising signs. Uh-huh. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, we can ask our, our our guest here. We have a guest on this episode. Hey Google. <clears throat> Google. Hey Google. Flip a coin. Call it. Heads. Sure. You got heads. Hell yeah, I did. Steven's first. I'm first. All right. Um, I'm hoping you're going to have fun with the audio editing because I want there to be a lot of drama in this episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, although that ASMR coin thing fucked me up. Yeah. But anyway, let's keep going. Shout out to the Google Home team. All right. This is a lot of pressure. I'm nervous. Google um, Home is my game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Catch you later. <laughs> Garden State. Um, oh, wait. Can we mention something beforehand? Sure. I posted this as a Twitter account. We did just get bombarded with coleslaw. <laughs> Yeah, we went to we went to a diner as we had to. We're contractually obliged. The minute you enter New yeah. Jersey, you have to go to a diner. <laughs> we went to a diner and like before we even order drinks, they're like, "You here?" Yeah. And they had two buckets of coleslaw yeah. and two pickles. And two pickles. I yeah. had a pickle. You did. I did. I did not touch the wretched stuff. As the coleslaw apologist from earlier, again, it's like if I want coleslaw, I'll order it. Stop yeah. giving it to me. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I just I completely forgot that that was part of the diner experience. I forgot that you and I had talked about it until it arrived and and the and the scent had entered my nostrils. But you know what's always good when it's not asked for? Onion rings. This diner, yes, just put like in the toothpick that holds your dope sandwich together mm-hmm. is like two incredible onion rings. Yeah, um, they're good at their job. I recently burnt the roof of my mouth on really good pizza in Chicago. Stirring up. Well, that's it, folks. We've been discovered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the orcs are here. Yeah, New Jersey's a weird place. It's basically Lord of the Rings. Um, anyway. Uh, I was going to try and do an orc and eggplant portmanteau. Gonna... <laughs> we have so many orcs. They've, I mean, so many eggplants, they've gained sentience. That deleted scene of the orcs being born in the weird abandoned farm in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's also, do it. Okay, let's do it. Uh, all right. This got a, that was so much. <laughs> Talking about things that weren't asked for. Yeah. This is like, we always look forward, like, we're going to do one in person. There is such chaos around you yeah. that I feel like it's, we're basically in Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> I feel like we've got robot guests, we've got orcs attacking. Yeah. We have Jeff Goldblum. Speaking of Jeff, top 10 games of the year. Yeah. I'm first. I call heads. Number 10. Yes. Is Deltarune by Toby Fox. Ooh. Deltarune. Yes. Uh, this almost did not make the list because technically, yes, it is a demo. Mm-hmm. However, I felt the need to put it on the list because 
this game made me play it in one sitting. Mm-hmm. So it's only like a few hours, but even still, it was like Halloween when it came out. Yeah. I chose to not go out with my friends to play this game instead. Right. Um, and even though it is a demo, I do think that within the standalone story that we get, there is a really nice emotional catharsis. Yeah. Um, I had some time to think about it, and I do think that even if you haven't played Undertale... Uh, you will not get the full experience because in the beginning and end, there's a pretty sizable amount of fan service. Yeah. So you might just be like, who's the skeleton? I don't care. Right. Um, but the crux of the game are new characters, and it's a pretty fresh experience. And I actually think it might even serve as a better introduction to Undertale than Undertale possibly could. Interesting. Um, so I'm playing it in the wrong order. <laughs> maybe. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think that the battle system is a really fresh take on what was established in Undertale. I love um, clearly a higher production value, even though it's still a simple art style. Like the colors really pop. There's a pretty sizable amount of Undertale that is kind of ugly mm. um, in certain areas. Uh, the character design is beautiful, but sometimes the areas are just like, oh, these colors don't really work together. Yeah. Whereas all of Delta Rune like really pops. The music as Undertale is it's an incredible score. So for those reasons alone, for it being like a three-hour experience that that meant a lot to me, and it's a demo. Yeah, I'm just so excited for what's to come next, and I can't, I can't doubt that this was one of the most enjoyable gaming experiences I've had this year, and for that reason, it clocks in at number ten. <laughs> so it clocks in. It clocks in. Oh. What a what that a was wonderful a thing. unknowing scratch style. <laughs> um, yeah, we were we were joking earlier that at any moment Flip and Scratch are going to bust out and do their top. Yeah, they're going to rank soda. Yeah, they're going to rank sodas. Yeah. That's my number 10. I love it. Um I yeah, I'm going to I'm bringing some pageantry to this episode. Yeah. We hyped it up a lot. We got to deliver, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um cool. So, my number 10 drum roll, Brendan editing is um <laughs> or just me slapping <laughs> my knees <laughs> with eggplants. Um Twinfold. Oh, a game that I found last week. <laughs> you tell me a bit about this. Tell yes. me more. Uh, Twinfold, wonderful iOS game. I, I mentioned it uh, in our break in last week's episode, um, but it is it is just a joy. It is just a joy. Um, made by a guy named Kenny Sun. Uh, it is a blend of every kind of mobile game that I like. It doesn't require an internet connection. Perfect for subways, perfect for trains, perfect for planes, perfect for automobiles if you're not driving. Uh, Twinfold basically uh, is like the is like a game design school. Um, that costs three dollars like it it allows you to over time make your own discoveries constantly be surprised um i have hit the point now where i'm getting high scores that i would consider to be like fucked up like (laughs) (laughs) um you call customer service like this can't be right i'm like globally ranked now at this point i'm yeah i play it a lot because i i you know i commute multiple hours what a power move then to put this at 10 yeah yeah i'm I'm the best player and no 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 definitely not you should see the 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 dearth between me and, and the person who's number one it's frightening uh, also the person that made it is like number five which is wild that's incredible that there's like four people better yeah. than the guy who yeah. made the thing but anyway um it's amazing like even at the point where i was like i have crossed this threshold that i've never crossed before in terms of high scores and, I, and i'm continuing to play this game there are still new things popping up constantly there's still new perks that are being unlocked there are new enemy types that appear constantly um and like any good roguelike like spelunky 
um, or, or Rogue Legacy or whatever, um, these things are surprising and terrifying and will destroy you the first time you see them because you don't understand how to deal with it. Right. And then it'll take me like three more days to get a score high enough to see those things again and try and attack them in a different way. Yeah. Um, so to give a quick recap, basically it's like threes meets uh, those like sliding block puzzles uh, meets the Inception bomb noise. Um, <laughs> And and is is lovely. Uh, it costs three dollars. It's available on iOS and Android. Came out on both simultaneously. I think it's also on PC via Steam, which yeah. is rad. Uh, I didn't realize that it was out on everything simultaneously. So shout out to the developer for doing that. Um, but if you want to just play like a very quick round of something, or have a round that goes on for maybe four hours, like I have had at this point, um, check it out. Twinfold number ten. Number ten. Oh, before we go to number nine, I do wanted to say for Delta Rune, I think it's on PC and Mac. And it's free off of Deltarune.com. Cool. The file looks like a virus. Don't yeah. be afraid. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful game. Deltarune at FBI.gov. <laughs> like, really, it's like <laughs> EXE survey program. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Number nine. So, so much for our list being the same, just in a different order. <laughs> I forgot that you played Deltarune, and I was like, oh, yeah, Steven loves Twinfold. I completely forgot that I mentioned that last week. Yeah, I'm excited. Off to a riveting start. Yeah. Number nine. Steven's list. Mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption 2. Like another game I have not played and yes. it's not on my list. Awesome. Um, this is a game that I feel like some people hearing it at number nine will be relieved that it's not another game of the year game. Yeah. yeah. Other people might be like, why is it so low? Yeah. Um, a lot of people are getting very angry on the internet about Red Dead being ranked low, but I, I feel I feel it in the air that like maybe it did not live up to everything, but it's still spectacular. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think that this is a game that I was peer pressured to buy (laughs) and was peer pressured to play more of. Yes. Um, But I am thankful for that because when this game, this is feedback I heard from one of my favorite creative writing teachers in college that when things are working, they sing. Mm. And when this game is, when it all comes together, it truly does sing. Um, I think that, for people out there who like love the western the same way like you and I love like high fantasy or sci-fi, yeah. this is like your Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Like if you're into the west, yeah. this game's going to mess you up. It's yeah. going to be great. Um I do like a good western, but it's not like my number one genre. Yeah. Um and I do think that that is a big element of how much you're going to enjoy this game. Mm. Um I think that this is probably the most ambitious sandbox game I've played in my life other than Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, but whereas Breath of the Wild, I think, kind of took every lesson to heart from the past, um, we are now learning new lessons from Red Dead, yeah. trying to go even one step further. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's where I think it ranks lower because I do think that the game, when it when its ambitions pay off, there's nothing like it. Yeah. And when the ambitions don't, it gets in the way of itself. Mm. Um, I think there are just one too many things to maintain and that just gets in the way of the fun. Yeah. You know, I think in a game like Skyrim or in a game like Breath of the Wild, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to walk from point A to point B and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And you very much can do that in Red Dead 2, but you're going to like die of dehydration, you know? <laughs> uh, and and listen, there are people who want that though. I think that, I, I think back to D&D where some people whether they're running the game or playing it, they want that fully realized world. Yeah. And I think that if you want that, this is probably going to be one of the best games you'll ever play. As someone who likes exploring and likes story, probably the most of all aspects of games, I was very happy with this. There's a lot of wonderful moments. Um, And that's where I'm at with it. I think it's a game, 
that has a lot of flaws that get in the way of itself, but it has a, an incredible amount of wonderful moments. And I know that the more time I spend, the happier I will be for doing so. Um, but I also can't doubt that it's not a game I've been really dying to go back to. Yeah. Um, and I also think that in a world where we're not having a video game podcast, yeah. Um, that I would have more time to solely devote to it. It's a game that I think does require soul devotion to really appreciate. Mm. But as we talk about these games that do so much in three hours, I can't help but kind of think to that when I'm like, well, here's a 100 gig game that took me four hours to start to like. Yeah. Um, but it's an incredible feat. It's an incredible accomplishment. And I think that depending on your tastes, I think you will absolutely love it. Um, and I'd still recommend it to you, Brendan. I know you've been hesitant to get it. I think you would enjoy it probably the same way i had been yeah i have a feeling that my enjoyment of that game is going to stem from kind of what we were discussing last week in terms of like letting the game evoke a vibe and just kind of like inserting myself into that and, yeah. and bringing whatever i want to the table um i i imagine that i would play that game similar to how i would play no man's sky or something mm. and you could totally do that yeah um and i feel like one of the main complaints that i always hear about it is is the management of systems um, and how there are so many, yeah. uh, and some of them are extremely unnecessary, but I feel like maybe getting locked into them and like understanding them all on kind of like a, like subconscious level would allow you to get lost and immersed in a way that you probably wouldn't and that's exactly in right. most other games. Yeah. And I think that that's where I think I had to recognize that a lot of people might like the very thing I kind of critiqued. Yeah. Um, so it gets on my top 10, but it's definitely not my favorite game of the year, but Hey, it's all subjective. Yeah. You're all right. Number nine. Yeah. There he, there he is. Yeah. Good old Arthur. Good old Arthur. Sorry, Arthur. He's gone through a lot in my game. <laughs> <laughs> Can't cool. tell you why I'm growing this mustache, but I am. <laughs> Forces beyond me pulling the strings. I would love like a, like a, uh, it, remember Red Dead 1, they did the expansion that was zombies? Yeah. What if they did like a Lovecraftian, like Bloodborne, like, <laughs> like uh, uh, what is it, Tales from the Crypt kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, that would Ooh. be great. Someone showed me a board game that was basically Lovecraftian Wild West and looked pretty dope. That sounds so, awesome. Hey, hey, Rockstar, if you're listening, oh, why don't you check that out? Yeah, also, why? <laughs> <laughs> also, what are you doing? <laughs> Of, of all the shows, this yeah, one? Okay, one second. Uh, cool. Number nine. My number nine for the year of our Lord I'm, 2018. I'm, I'm actually like on the edge of my seat. I'm, not, I'm sitting on the floor. I'm on the edge of the floor. Uh, it is the first Nintendo Switch game, I think, on either of our lists so far. Yes. Oh, yeah. Into the Breach. <gasps> number nine. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> we cannot. John <laughs> Lennon's ghost just sent us a cease and desist. I want to play Into the Breach. <laughs> I love squashing bugs in my neck. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because I think that you liked Into the Breach more than I did, and it still made my top ten, which means it's probably higher on your list potentially. But we'll see. All right, foresight. Jesus, I'm not getting any any read on Steven's face at all. Um, but anyway, I'm so easy to read. But anyway, keep going. Yeah, uh, Into the Breach, just like just a spectacular, spectacular game. A, kind of like Twinfold, like so meticulously designed and so. Um, wonderful at unraveling itself the further you get into it because the first few times i loaded that game up it was just like oh i got crushed by a bug on turn three and that's it i guess yeah um but the moment that that game clicked for me the moment i realized that it was like one of the best games i played this year probably one of the ones i'll go back to the most after this year was i brought it to a friend's house i drove to upstate new york and i was like i need to show you this game and i op we opened it on their tv 
uh, and I was playing it, and I lost my pilot that I had had for maybe oh. like nine hours. Uh, Camila. Yeah. And I, I had like a full emotional like breakdown when I lost her. I was yeah. like distraught, and everybody in the room was like, "Why, why are you so upset yeah. about this?" And I was like, "I don't know." And I, just, <laughs> and I was, I handed him the controller. I was like, "Can you play for a bit?" And I just sat there. I was like, "I can't believe I just lost her." Like, yeah. and I just went through all of the steps that had that had led up to me losing her, and I realized that her loss came like five maps ago. But I had made a mistake then that didn't pay off or didn't uh, resolve itself until that one moment. And it was like, this is genius, yeah, this game. Yeah, brilliant game design. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a game that could probably work as a board game as well. Yeah. Which is kind of fun to think about. Um, that's another game, too, that like I always think I'm going to like put my own music on and mm-hmm. play it. And I always end up listening to the soundtrack. Which, yeah. Sand Developers is FTL. Incredible soundtrack. Lovely soundtrack, um, FTL. Yeah. Uh, you may or may not be right about that, uh, that <laughs> game being higher on my list, so I'm going to not say as much. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely um, talk about it a little bit more later. But yeah, FTL, another really good uh, deal on the Switch. 15 bucks, I think. Into the Breach. Into, oh, God. FTL. FTL is also a great deal. Yeah. If you want bargain, top 10 bargains. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Into the Breach is on Switch and on PC. Yes. Um, so you should definitely get it. Yeah, we can talk about it more when it pops up inevitably later. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if that will happen. Number eight. Number eight, fittingly, Octopath Traveler. Oh, yes. okay. Uh, this game has a special place in my heart because it was our first episode. Mm. So that may have bumped it up a bit. Yeah. This is also a game that I had like a million caveats before I recommend <laughs> it. Um, unlike Red Dead 2, this is a game that I dumped a ton of time into right away yeah and then kind of had to take a step back mm-hmm. so the things i love about this game one if you are a fan of of the classic jrpg final fantasy 6 yeah uh in, in aesthetics final fantasy 6 chrono trigger and gameplay like final fantasy tactics final fantasy 5 yeah you will love this game mm-hmm. um the presentation is lovely um one of the best games to play on handheld switch um, yeah, absolutely. Music is unreal. That's probably the biggest thing I've taken away from this game is just the soundtrack being incredibly good. Yeah. And I love how the setting, like, each eight characters come from a different part of the world. So, like, one character's from the desert, one's from, like, the mountains, one's from the shores, like, the beaches. Um, and the music complements their setting's vibe so well. Mm-hmm. Um, you get this, like, brutal desert. You get these hopeful cliffs. Yeah. Um, very very cool and beautiful um and the game plays great if you like turn-based combat if you don't do not get this game if you do you're gonna have a great oh you look like uh, you disagree yeah i would push back on that a little bit because i loved octopath traveler as somebody who does not enjoy turn-based combat very much Oh, good well I'm, i'm happy to hear that and i think Next to, I mean, Persona 5, I think, is like the golden example of how to do turn-based combat yeah. in 2018. But I don't think this game is too far behind. And no. I think that... There are enough quality of life improvements that it makes turn-based combat feel fun and fresh and interesting. There's like, yeah. there's the element of mystery. There's the element of uh, you fight an enemy, but over time you will learn all of their weaknesses. So the next time you run into them, it'll be slightly easier. Like, they streamline everything in a way that I think makes it way more palatable than it has been in the past for me whenever I usually bump up against that kind of genre. And like Into the Breach, you get enough foresight into the enemy's attacks that you, it does feel very strategic. Yeah. Um, and the experimentation within the multi-classing system of learning other yeah. jobs and like that's... It's unreal. You can really dive deep into this game on a mechanical level. Yeah. Where it falls short is the story. Yeah. 
we've talked about in the in the, our first episode about it that we enjoyed the vignettes, and I still do. I think that this was a very experimental game. Excuse me, very experimental game in all forms. Yeah, and I think like a true experiment, you learn lessons. Um, one of the lessons learned from this game is even if you have the most beautiful presentation and the best gameplay, what keeps us playing a game like this is a devotion to the story. Yeah. And even though I really enjoyed the atypical approach of having eight independent stories, they're just not strong enough to pull me back into the game. Yeah. I liked a a couple of the characters um, more than the rest, and I enjoyed them all for what they brought to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than some moments here or there, I can't really say that I'm dying to see what happens next. Yeah. And the game does reach a halt at the 40-hour mark where you get to a point where... So you at that point of the game you will probably have chosen the four characters you like. Yeah. The game's brutal mistake of not scaling everyone's level and then all of a sudden you have to like grind to train the thief to do his story that you yep. may not even care about. Yeah. That's when the game really kind of trips on itself and unless you are just I, and and that's the thing is like I normally didn't think the game was grindy because I enjoyed the combat. Yeah. But once I'm fighting just to progress mm-hmm. to the story that I may not even want to see, I just have to finish it. Yeah. That's where the game comes tragically short uh, of of its own goals. Um, but at the same time, I can't deny the fun I've had with this game, and I'm just such a sucker for this type of game. I hope that the commercial success of this game brings more like it and maybe we can kind of have a more refined version of octopath in the future yeah as of the time of this recording square enix has mentioned that they are considering a sequel to octopath which yeah. is i think exciting because like you said there are enough wins in this game that i think um kind of demand a revisitation of, sure. of like some of the structural decisions that were made in making it i think you're right about um once you hit like that 40 hour mark and you have to start like really grinding to bring up those characters like as much as i love the combat and i think i said this maybe in our episode about it but i loved the combat and i enjoyed doing it constantly but after we recorded that episode continuing to go back and like try and continue playing it that was what i bumped up against was like i love this but i'm getting burnt out on it because i have to do it so much yeah. just to progress to see a story that i'm not super invested in right so yeah i, I think that and I think that the reason why it's on my list too is because you can tell the love that was put behind it. Yeah. Um, so I hope that we see, if this is sort of a pilot for this kind of game, I hope we see more of it in the future. Yeah, same. That's where I'm at with Octopath. I think one weird thing, um, that game will also live and die by the first character you choose. Yeah. Which yeah. is which is a weird thing. Like they give you eight characters to choose from right in the beginning. Uh, and I think there are wrong choices. <laughs> like straight up. Yeah. Like, I was very happy. Uh, I mean, Primrose again. We've talked about how her story is yeah. like very, it, very dark. It's Kill Bill. Yeah, it's Kill Bill. Um, but I liked her character a lot, and yeah. I enjoyed starting as her, um, even though like thematically maybe not handled the best way. Yeah. But. And I started as Tressa, who was like straight up Roxas from Kingdom Hearts Two, <laughs> just like kind of bopping around her town, just like having a good time, like running errands. And those are probably the two best characters, I would say. Those are the two stories I, I, I was most invested in. Completely agree. Um, so yeah, Octopath. Uh, if you're a fan of the things we just talked about, I would recommend it on Switch only. Switch yeah, exclusive. Only on Switch. Um, I, li- I like that Octopath is number eight. That yeah, very I happy. felt right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Number eight for me, a game that you have not played, uh, also on the Nintendo Switch, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee oh, or Pikachu. Oh, yay. <clears throat> 
Um, I'm I'm surprised at myself that this game isn't higher on the list. Yeah. Considering the amount of hours I put in, considering the love that I have for it, um, I the only way that I can explain that it's not higher is that the other games are better There's games. There's a lot of competition this year. Um, but I think for all of the concern that existed surrounding Pokemon Let's Go um, from the people who thought that it was going to be too dumbed down, quote unquote, yeah. or too easy, or um, you know, including the Pokemon Go mechanics being a mistake, I think basically every decision that was made in that game was the right one. Uh, I think revisiting that world on the Switch with graphics that look the way that they do, um, not to not to make this like graphics nine out of ten, you know, like yeah, not yeah, that kind yeah. of shit. But um, I, I think it was the vision of the Kanto region that I had when I was a kid made literal and made into a world that I could explore. Um, I think streamlining this, the whole situation with random battles so I can run to them or avoid them by seeing the Pokemon in the overworld brilliant uh separating catching and battling brilliant blending catching and battling when it matters most against things like Mewtwo that, yeah. or Articuno like unreal like really spectacular decisions just across the board um and at the end of the day like the the stuff uh that they've done to allow you to continue to chain catching pokemon to find rarer bigger smaller like weird like permutations of things but more importantly shiny versions of pokemon this is the first time ever in my entire life of playing pokemon that i caught a shiny and it was awesome. a, it was a diglet and he had a blue nose instead of a red one <laughs> and he's extremely cute and i'm happy that he exists yeah um i i think that those games are awesome i hope they don't fly under the radar weirdly i know that they like didn't but at right. the same time like that is a game um, could be easily dismissed by the wrong crowd i agree yeah. um and could be dismissed by the crowd that would love it the most yeah. Um, so I think if you haven't played that game and you like the franchise, give it a chance. Um, you will enjoy it a lot. I'm going to revisit it. I have not finished it, but I am absolutely going to revisit it in 2019 because I have to finish it. I just give me the Christmas claymation movie of the blue nose Diglett. Please. <laughs> I would love Please. that. Um, yeah, I spoiler alert. I'm probably going to get let's go Pikachu for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, so we can definitely talk about it more once I pick it up. Cool. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, I will finish it when you get it. And that's a game that's probably spiritually on my list once I pick it up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think you and I are maybe going to talk about some games that we wish we'd played or yeah, there'll be like, a, that. like January would be like the month of regret. And yeah, then we'll move forward. Yeah, there's one game that I know if I had well, we can talk about it later. There's one game I know if I had played it, it would be on my list. Yeah, I'm, I'm pissed at myself for not playing it. I'm I'm as this list goes on, I'm angry at myself. <laughs> I'm the villain. Speaking of self anger, number seven. <laughs> Florence. Oh, okay. Uh, Florence, we talked about last week. It is a lovely mobile game that mm -hmm. I think redefines expectations of what a game could be on mobile and yeah. most importantly uses the mobile device to tell its story more effectively. Yeah. Um, this is probably one of the best ways to spend 40 minutes of your life. Yeah. Um, and I'm surprised that this game isn't higher on my list. Again, I just have to, yeah. you know, really be honest with myself. Um, but I can't thank you, Brendan, enough for telling me to play this game. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just a beautiful experience that I think is a really optimistic ray of light of like both the future of games and the future of mobile games yeah. um, collectively. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Short and sweet, just like the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's keep moving on then. Yeah. What's your number seven? Number seven. 
Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, there's so much to be. We have said literally multiple hours worth of content about this game. Yeah. Um, I, I just called our podcast content, which makes me want to die. But well, see you later. See you later. Podcast canceled. Um, Super My Smash Brothers started hurting really badly as soon as you said that. I stretched it out. <laughs> it's like uh, you know how people's bones hurt when it's gonna rain. Yeah, like whenever you say content, my bones hurt. <laughs> ow! 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 Um, my marrow. <laughs> my bone broth. Ow! Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is makes uh, my bones hurt it makes my bones hurt <laughs> in the best way uh i mean it is a game that lives up to its title it is yeah. the ultimate version of super smash brothers every character being included is uh unreal that it exists must have required jumping through hoops that like we can't even fathom um and it has all paid off in what is i think personally having played now way too much of it irresponsible levels to be completely honest uh the best smash brothers game i agree I, I grew up playing Melee. Um, I played Brawl a little bit. I played Ultimate for hundreds of hours, not as much as Melee. But um, Ultimate, I think, is the future of the franchise. Yeah, I remember when the first one came out. I think I was eight when that mm. one came out. Mm. And I remember reading my edition of Nintendo Power. Yeah. It had like a summary of what the game was about and like profiles and all the characters. And I remember being like, I feel like I've been waiting for this and didn't know. Yeah. I remember, yeah, it's a very... As for a lot of people, it's a very cherished... Um, it's interesting, too, that it's become a series of its own because it is such an amalgamation of yeah. Nintendo. But as we are both big Nintendo fans, big video game fans, it's really just like a celebration of the medium as a game. Yeah, um, which and, is definitely what it has become now that it's including third-party characters yeah. outside of the Nintendo world. And I agree. I think it's... Uh, I may or may not talk about it again. Yeah. Uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, uh, moving on to number six. Yeah, let's do it. Number six, coming in hot, is Monster Hunter World. Ooh, okay. Uh, what's that? That's that. No, I'm just excited to hear you talk. I don't think we've talked about Monster Hunter. I was Hunter about to say the, with the with the subtitle of I've never talked about this game on this show before. Mm-hmm. Um, this came out before you and I started doing the show. Yeah, this is one of the first. I games. didn't even know you'd played it. Even. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's. Hey, dude, there. you gotta keep the suspense up. Yeah. I'm gonna sit here and talk about Persona. All I day. love this. There are twists um, and turns in this episode. Yeah. This is great. Number six, baby. Um, <laughs> Monster Hunter World. I think it came out like in January, very mm-hmm. early this year. Yeah. Um. I've never played the Monster Hunter series before. Oh, um, interesting. So I can say as someone who is new to the series, this is probably the best introduction. Yeah. And I've heard that too from longtime fans. And yes. This is like it is definitely a much more intuitive version of the game. It'll be hard to go back to other ones now that you've played World. Yeah. As someone who just said that they prioritize story in games, this game like <laughs> goes out of its way to not have a story, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the world is... <laughs> What's up? I feel like every cutscene in that game is just people waving at you, and yeah, that's or it. Like eating yeah. steak. Everyone um, just goes hi, and yeah. then like, oh wow, okay. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't get enough. Um, so the thing though, even though there's no real story, the world is so cool. Like, yeah. You go to this camp that's made of like giant bones, and like mm-hmm. there's a built shed- into a mountain. It's like there's there's a verticality to that place. There's a there's a cat who's a chef who like the most money in this game was spent on the cutscene of him cooking. Yeah. And it's like the best if you never pick this game up, just look at the cutscene of the chef cat cooking. I have seen that chef cook the same meal hundreds of times. <laughs> has not gotten old. Um just as hilarious. The uh the only thing I will say is I always feel kind of bad. I was like, I'm like, I'm a bad guy in this game because you're hunting these monsters. Yeah. Um but I will say that um this game just rocks. Like it's 
Yeah. It's, I love the monster design. You go from very traditional dinosaurs to like the where it clicked for me is there's a world that's basically the coral reef, but you're not underwater. Yeah. And one of the monsters is a giant bat with big puffy cheeks that flies around. I'm like, this rules. Yep. Um there is so much customization with how you play this game. You start off with every weapon, which I love. And obviously you can upgrade, but yeah. like all the archetypes exist. They range from ridiculous Final Fantasy swords to a hammer that's just a big femur. That's mm-hmm. what I used. Yeah. Um, to like an assault gun. Like, yep. I guess it's all steampunk-y. Yeah. Um, and then there's bagpipes, which is the best shit. Yeah. It's just unreal. And um, it's just a really... Even though like you're hunting these monsters and there's a lot of high stakes fights, um, and it there is a bit of a learning curve with the controls. Um, the thing that took me a long time is you literally have to like waft and savor your healing potions for them to work. Yeah, I was under the Essence Flask model where I just chug it and keep going. Yeah, this one you had to be like, excuse me, T Rex, I just need to. <laughs> this game has the confidence to have a T Rex fly with its armpits and breathe fire. Yep, and for that reason alone, it's number six. Yeah, I do I, think Dark Souls is a great comparison, by the way. Yeah, it is. I, I think that. If you want a cooperative, well, I guess you could play co-op in Dark Souls, but that's the reason I think I haven't played this game as much as I probably would have, is I never really found a core group to play mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And I do think it's more fun with friends. Yeah. I think that you do eventually get into kind of Destiny territory, where if you're alone, yeah. you're not going to enjoy the game as much. But I'm really excited to get back into this game, again, once the winter months come back, mm-hmm. because there is so much new content, Yep, and I can't wait to explore new areas. And, and they and, just announced a huge piece of DLC this week. Yeah. So there's going to be a reason. You also get a cat companion that, it's just, it's like, the amount, the silliness in which you can make your character <laughs> and body is, is yeah. I can't get enough. So um, one of my favorite games I played this year, and I'm surprised I haven't talked about it as much. Yeah, I'm also surprised. Um, so yeah, that was my number six. Cool. Number six for me is Celeste, <gasps> which is a game that I'm going to say nothing about. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, move it on. Because I'm excited to hear you talk about it. Yeah. I wonder if it's on my list. Um, <laughs> number five, I guess. Yeah. Right now. Uh, actually, do you want to take a bit of a break and then do five through one? Mm, let's do, uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's okay. take a break. Let's take a break. See ya. Doodaloop. Brendan, we're back. It's the uh, the it's the second act of this of this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. We are in the top five of our personal lists. Yes, um, this is where it gets real. That's where it gets real. You revealed last yours. No, I, or was it my Monster Hunter World? Uh, I just mentioned Celeste as my number six. Okay, cool. So I will go next then. Yeah, your number five. Number five coming in at number five is Greece. Uh-huh. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I feel like Gris sounds wrong. I know it's Spanish. Yeah. Um, but uh, regardless, it is on PC and Switch. It is one, as I said in the episode about it, it's one of the most beautiful games I've seen in my entire life. Yeah. Visually. Um, another example, kind of akin to Florence, of a game that could do a lot in a very short amount of time, mm-hmm. which maybe I'm biased because now we're playing a lot of games to talk about, but yeah. I... Really appreciate the power behind that. Um, and I was also surprised at how much uh, game there was to it. Because, again, I was walking and expecting it to be very um, ethereal and, like, just sort of moving around and seeing beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of game to it. There's a lot of really nice puzzles, um, an element of exploration. Uh, it's, it's small, but it's there. And I think um, one of the strongest sense of art direction and of game design I've seen in a while. 
Uh, and for that reason, it is in my top five. Yeah. One of the last games I played this year as well. I'm glad that you and I both have games that we played last week <laughs> yeah. in our lists. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, totally. I, I did not get a chance to play it. I, I know I uh, proclaimed multiple times last week that I was going to play it last weekend. Yeah. I just didn't have time, but I fully intend to, and I know I'm going to kick myself when I do. Uh, that is not on my list. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. There so sure is. No pressure on yourself. I'm very excited to tell you what my number five is. I'm very excited to hear it. <laughs> uh, my number five, Monster Hunter World. <laughs> yeah, tell me more. Yeah. Um, unlike you, and maybe this is why it's higher on my list, I did have a group of people that mm-hmm. I played it with constantly. Like, I saw everything in that game. Yeah. Top to bottom. Um, I think that Monster Hunter World, as somebody who has strangely by myself played a lot of the Monster Hunter games, I played the very first one on PS2. Uh-huh. Um, I played probably like 100 hours of Monster Hunter 3 on the Wii U, which is a weird thing to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the 3DS ones I yeah. played as well, um, all by myself, strangely enough. This was the first one I finally got to play with a group of people because um, I always knew a group of people who were very, very, very into these games um, and were playing them together, but I was just like never in a place where I could progress at the same speed as them, especially because they were so deeply entrenched in the franchise and kind of knew what they were doing every step of the way, whereas even though I played a lot of it, I was always kind of like on the outset. This was the first time where we all started from scratch. We all were playing on, I think, a console that allows for group play in a much easier way than sharing friend codes. Yeah. Um, And I think that Monster Hunter World, with a group of people, uh, is one of the best experiences you can have playing games this year. Um, It is hilarious every step of the way, like you said. Uh, It is every animation in that game is as cartoonish as humanly possible, um, which makes for some hilarious shit. Uh, the the cat costumes as you were talking about ridiculous. Mine yeah. is a big orb that rolls around. <laughs> yeah, there's a mech you can make out of bones. Come yeah, on. yeah, um, yeah. And the uh, thing I forgot to mention is that one of my favorite things about the game is how lived in the world feels. Yeah, because you could be fighting a monster, which is like your target for the mission, and then a giant pterodactyl demon just picks it up yep and now you're watching two monsters fight and be like uh yeah it's like mission failed actually sorry another monster took your monster and now you're done but it feels like you're actually a hunter yeah definitely Um, as cartoonish as it is you feel immersed in this world yeah um i loved it i do think the higher level or even the highest level hunts in that game with a group of people um that is like some sweaty palms like yeah like breathing heavily kind of gameplay uh that i was not expecting to have this year i did not expect to be head over heels in love with monster hunter world even as someone who likes these games yeah um i i can't recommend it enough and when the dlc comes out we absolutely have to play together. yeah that sounds fun i'm really into that yeah let's do it my hunter's name is alf <laughs> uh good. and my cat is sebastian oh good yeah they are that's the, the funniest thing about monster hunter world is there's a lot of cutscenes where they try to make your character very cool and i like, don't even try yeah. this dude's asleep like his my uh, my character is waluigi <laughs> I, as me with every single game that has like an in-depth character creator, just spent basically three to four hours making Waluigi perfect. But in this game, you can't physically make a character that's not hot. So I was colloquially called Hot Waluigi (laughs) by all my friends as we played it. My dude, like, I don't normally go for this type of humor, but he just looks impeccably high. That's the (laughs) vibe, like, the habit of my accent, I just kind of fell into it. Yeah. Um, 
That's his whole vibe. It's very aloof. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Monster Hunter Monster World. World. I'm so happy we secretly love this game. And now yeah. we should play it together. I'm very yeah. excited. That's great. Um, all right. That's your number five. My number four, Into the Breach. Ah, yes. Um, this is a game I, I pretty much agree with your entire take on it. Um, also one of the first games we discussed. Um, I think of this game like I think of, you know, drawing parallels to like listening to an album you love. Mm-hmm. Like you always have your go-to songs. And then there's a song that comes on after that by extension you end up listening to a lot. Yep. Into the Breach is never the game I put on first. Yeah. But I always end up playing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is going to be a game that's going to... It's not going to go anywhere for a long time for me. Yeah. Um, I think that the simple design combined with the incredible amount of customization leads to this game feeling fresh every time, even though you're largely doing the same thing. Um, the developers succeeded at making space chess basically. And that's unreal. Yeah. Like it, it is one of the most accessible yet like deep learning curve games I've played. Um, and I just love the, the little bit of character kind of peppered in. Yeah. You know, this game had every right to feel a little dry, and they took every chance to make it feel fun. Yeah, your pilot specifically, the one that you latch onto the way I did with mine, was more comedic, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Henry Kwan, he was like, autographs later, got Vec to squash. Yeah. Stuff like that. Which I love. I mean, that is also weirdly on brand for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt, and that's, I mean, when I lost my mega powerful Henry, I also, like, wept yeah he lit his last words literally like what this isn't supposed to happen i'm awesome yeah i was like oh, oh my, god. my god yeah um that's so and that's much. the thing too is like for as like as accessible and as easy as this game is to get into it's also heartbreaking when yeah. you lose but that also gives you determination to come back and be like this time i'm gonna win mm-hmm. um and it's not even about winning as much as it is just the joy of playing it yeah even when i lose i have a good time in this game yeah and yeah the the uh the animations that kick in when you lose are destructive. Yeah, it almost yeah. reminds me of in SimCity when you're like, you give it up on your city and just have Godzilla attack. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what happens in Into the Breach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'd recommend Into the Breach to anybody. I think it's it's just like learning a board game. Like, you know, you're yeah. no one's going to be great at the start of it, but like, it is so... Everything you need to succeed is in you all along you just mm-hmm. have to get better at like understanding the, the the potential of every piece yeah on the board i think something that I, that i um consider a lot when i play that game is is the brilliance in making the art style slightly cartoony having yeah. the having the isometric view having even the uh the bugs be like kind of like simple in their design kind of tricks your brain into not considering how bleak the actual like story yeah. of the game is yeah, um, really and having is. a character like yours that kind of makes light of that probably also helps push it in that direction where it's a little bit more palatable um some of the pilots that exist like fully grapple with how horrific their situation is yeah um and i i think that having a game that is that sad uh be this high on both of our lists i think speaks volumes about not only its game design but it's like straight up art and sound design yeah absolutely i can't recommend it enough i think that just like ftl 
that's a game I played a lot of for a long time, and I think Into the Breach will also be a game I always go back to. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, it's number four. That was your number four. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited to say what my number four. This is great. I like yeah, doing. I'm this. really enjoying this. I I know that's probably like a dumb thing to say, but like this is no, it's a, good time. a great time. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Cool. My, my num- friend. Sorry to cut you off. No. My friends make fun of me because like I do that a lot. Where I'm, if I'm having a time, I'll just say like I'm having a great time. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined everything. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think it needs to be said sometimes. I think so too. Um, my number four is Florence. Oh wow! Yeah, Florence. Yeah. Florence really hit me. Mm-hmm. Um, Florence, I think, is is one of those games that I will probably keep with me forever. Like, I will never delete it off my phone. Will I go play it again? I played it twice now. Will I go play it again? I don't know. Big question mark there. Yeah. Um, but it is a game that I think once it came out and once the general gaming community started playing it, I have to imagine that tens if not hundreds of people were like i want to make something like this yeah i think that this game is going to ripple out and inspire some of the best story games we will ever play i agree um as we mentioned in our talk about it last week the only grievance i have with it is that like the story could have been better yeah um but even that having been said at least for the time in my life in which i played it it was the story I needed to hear at that moment. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably why it ranks so high on my list. Um, if you want to hear more about our thoughts on the actual gameplay of Florence, you can go check out last week's episode. Um, but I think, you know, we, we basically covered everything I love about that game then. Uh, I just will say that uh, the emotional impact it had on me is something that I will I will think about for many years maybe all of my years yeah it's really it, it did hit close to home as well for me um i was thinking as you're talking about the ripple effect it'll have mm-hmm. it reminded me did you ever see the musical title of show no i recommend it it's it was on broadway for a bit um it was starring the people that wrote it it's a musical about four people making a musical mm. so it's literally them it's a, the actual story of them making this musical that's interesting um and it's just four people and a, and a pianist um yeah and there's one song where they're kind of like doubting who will enjoy this musical, basically. Um, and one of them says the line, I'd rather be nine people's favorite thing than a hundred people's ninth favorite thing. Mm. And it sounds like Florence is that. Where like, yeah. it's not probably going to get the numbers that Red Dead 2 will, mm-hmm. but like anyone who plays it will probably try to make something like that. It's like... um you know, bands out there that inspire other musicians and they may never have the audience that like a top 40 artist would, but they've had such an impact yeah. on the medium. Right. Um, uh, and I agree with that. I think Florence is going to set a wave. Of, I mean, it's the first mobile game I've played like that. So I imagine that that's not going to stop there yeah. based on the success of Florence. Right. Even if it's just the developer mountains continuing to make games along those same lines, like yeah, we're going amazing. to get more of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Florence, it's wow. wonderful. I love that. Top three. Top three. Shit, is it my turn? Yeah. Number three on Steven's I th- list. I have a feeling it's the same game as me for top three. If it is, I'll tell you. Uh, it's not. It's Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Shit. Sucker wow. Punch. Sucker Punch Steven over here. Um, this is a game that I think is also easy to dismiss because yeah. it's more of an event than a game. Yeah. I do recognize that the 
online capabilities on launch were pretty embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I didn't really expect them to be good. No, we talked about that extensively. There's just yeah. some design choices, like when a match drops, they delete the entire arena. Yep. Um, and the single player content, while I love classic mode, is a bit lacking. That all being said, I've played this game so much already. It is so much fun. It has brought friendships closer together. I'm going to be playing it for years and years and years. Yeah. To not... To act too cool, like I don't love this game as much as I do, would be lying to myself. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, it is number three. Yeah. I was at work when I when this game was like launched, like when it came out. Yeah. And I pre-ordered it and like I couldn't focus. Like yeah. that was the first time I've had that in yeah. a while. Um yeah, it's it's just like we said before, it's the best match has ever been that's worth recognizing. And it's only gonna get better because now that uh Joker from Persona Five I forgot is about that confirmed and as a character, like Yeah, that's incredible. All all rules are thrown out the window about who else can get added, so we'll I mean, see. I'm I'm I cannot stoked. wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. So yeah, that's number three. Yeah. Uh my number three, I thought this was gonna be yours. I'm surprised it's not. Uh it is Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. Um I you know, asterisk, I work at Marvel, just have to say that every time we talk about this game. But uh, as a person who, before I even read Marvel Comics, uh, my dad bought me like one of those big child uh, encyclopedias that was all about Spider-Man and everything that's ever happened in every Spider-Man comic. And I read that thing back to front and knew everything about Spider-Man before I'd even picked up a comic or seen a movie because uh, I was so excited about the Sam Raimi Tobey Maguire movie coming out that I was like reading that book like to prep myself for it. Yeah. Spider-Man has meant a lot to me for a very long time. Obviously Peter Parker being a fucking nerd. <laughs> like yeah. uh hit home for me uh as someone with braces and glasses in like 5th grade. Yeah. Um it's like cool I could grow up and 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 become a superhero. I can become something greater than I am now when I look in the mirror. Um <laughs> I th- I think I think Spider-Man uh for all of its wonders in design in uh characterization of of mary jane and of miles and of aunt may it's one true bullet point that i can i can put on a pedestal above all else is that it nails peter parker better than any spider-man story i've ever read better than any movie i've seen uh that version of peter parker who when he's not wearing the mask is still working at uh, a homeless shelter and is still going around trying to save the environment in new york city like that's the kind of superhero that I want to exist now. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, I think they're over the past couple of years and definitely influenced heavily by um, the Chris Nolan Batman movies. Um, everything that related to somebody putting on a mask and a cape has leaned towards darkness, uh, being gritty, being realistic. I think Spider-Man achieves allowing people to aspire to be greater instead of... Uh, looking inside and saying the reason i put this suit on is because i i'm wrong in some way because i'm kind of twisted or weird right well also exploring the risks of of aspiration yeah and and like i'll just say it spider-man's my number two mm-hmm. so i'm gonna talk about it now this game was very close to being my number one honestly oh interesting i love this game so much i would recommend this game to absolutely everyone mm-hmm. i i don't think you need to know a thing about spider-man to enjoy it I don't think you need to know a thing about video games to enjoy it. It is difficult, but like to a point where you get better and better. And by the end, you feel like you've become Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, 
the swinging. You could spend hours just swinging around New York and taking pictures, yeah. as my roommate has done. He's mm-hmm. taken a lot of wonderful, filled up my hard drive with selfies. Yeah. Uh, crashing pool parties on Manhattan rooftops. Uh-huh. Um, I've done the same thing. Uh, so swinging is fun, as everyone has talked about. Combat is... Uh, talk about customization. Like There are a lot of options, which could be overwhelming, but they're there just to, to let you flavor the combat however you want. Yeah. If you want to focus on gadgets, you can. If you want to focus on just combos and dodges, you can. Yeah. Um, if you want to wear a, a Gundam mech suit <laughs> or pajamas, which I did, yeah. you can. So much customization and how you look and and feel as spider-man the thing that blew me away the most though was the writing i tear i felt like i lost a friend when i beat this game yeah like, not in like a negative way but i'm like oh i miss it like yeah. i missed that experience the characterization like you said of, of mj and of miles and of them having to work together mm-hmm. of of if peter has one shortcoming in this game is that he takes too much on alone yeah um but that that's one of the themes of the game yeah, yeah. It's, it's spectacular and the line, the spoilers, but I can't believe I talk about never seen it coming. I can't believe I thought that Doc Ock wasn't going to become Doc Ock in this game. Yeah, his reveal is so heartbreaking, mm-hmm. and the scene that stuck out to me is in the final confrontation when, um, you know that at some point your mask is going to break and he's going to see you, and maybe that's going to be the moment of weakness. Yeah, your mask breaks, and he reveals that he like just indirectly knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man all along. Yeah. And Peter has a line where he goes, you knew? And then he goes, you knew. And it's yeah. like angry. And yeah. that was so powerful because it's like this fucking dude, Peter has sacrificed so much in his life to be on this guy's side. Yeah. And and to defend him even in this moment yeah. until that moment. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, Doc Ock is, it's kind of funny you talk about Peter Parker. I'm like, I love Doc. Doc is one of my favorite villains. Yeah. For the same it. reasons why Peter Parker is so admirable. Um, and their relationship in this game sneaks up on you and, and becomes the focus. When they set up Mr. Negative as the main antagonist, mm-hmm. suddenly it's Doc Ock. Um, and again, this game is huge, uh, to, a lot to explore, a lot to do, but the story is like 12 hours, and yeah. like it just feels so wonderfully executed. I can't think of a better like AAA game. Well... I mean, it's definitely up there. I, I can think of a lot of other AAA games that have done story very effectively, but in terms of capturing the superhero, it's about yeah. Because again, the standard for superhero games is very low. And that's why I wasn't excited for this game at all. Because I'm like, okay, cool, like another superhero game that's gonna yeah. be like in a bin somewhere. Yeah. But this game exceeded all of my expectations and is arguably the best game I played this year. Mm. Um, even though it is not my number one. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what it is. Being, though. Yeah. I wonder- <laughs> <laughs> Monster Hunter World DLC. <laughs> so, so Spider-Man. Fantastic. For your number two. Yeah. Uh, number and two. my number three. Uh, my number two uh, is God of War. Hell yeah. God of War. Um, close I- your heart. Yeah. Close your heart to it. Um, Man. Yeah, you know, so when I said before I can't think of another AAA game doing story so effectively, I was also like, oh, I should not say that because I know God of War also is this year. Yeah. Anyway, continue. I just I just got, like, chills thinking about God of War again. Yeah. Um, God of War is a game that you have not played very much of yet, and I think it's going to be one of those ones where once you finish it, you're going to be like, oh, man. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm only a few hours in. It's a game that I got super late in the year. I'm loving my time with it, and I'll actually talk about that in a second. Yeah, um, God of War 
is a game that, as I mentioned in the last episode, is one that I bought with complete apathy. Yeah. Um. I I was. You closed your heart to it. I closed my heart to the whole franchise after the second. You think I'm afraid of you? <laughs> oh my god. That's so scary. Um. I myself that one. <laughs> I totally just pulled the rug under you. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. God of War. God of War. Yeah, I I played the first two. I enjoyed them when they came out. Upon reflecting on it in in my uh, quasi-adulthood, realized that those games are like really awful in a lot of different ways. Um, I had heard that this game kind of reflects upon those and and asks those kinds of questions and confronts it and and tries to be better um, and achieves that in a way that uh destroyed me like i was so moved by the time the credits were rolling in this game that i immediately went in to start it again uh and started playing it again before the new game plus even existed because i was i've never done that before i've never finished a game and be like i have to do this again right now just like you had mentioned with spider-man you felt like you lost a friend when it ended i refused to lose (laughs) kratos and atreus when it was over i was like yeah. i need to be in this world more um we talked about this actually on our ride to the diner earlier but as soon as i had finished this game i also went and bought neil gaiman's uh like recap yeah, of norse yeah. mythology just so i could continue to like live in the world that's awesome um there are so many things that i want to say about this game that i'm going to uh keep on lock until you play a little bit more yeah, yeah. um what i will say about it just one of my favorite things and i think a thing that i see a lot of other people point to um is it's brilliant way of unraveling the story in moments when you don't expect it Mm. um you have not met a character that will exist yet who will continue to tell you stories about the world of norse mythology um but the way in which those stories are relayed to you the way in which those stories um intelligently stop themselves when different moments of the game or when you find yourself uh, arriving at different moments of the game and then pick themselves back up in natural conversational ways, I think is the kind of thing that every game will steal from forever. And yeah. I am grateful for that. I think it sets up uh, a world and, and a mythology all its own that uh, I cannot wait to revisit and can't wait to see expanded upon. God of War is, is like literally, and I, I hate to use this because it's like the most box art shit of all time. It is, it is triumphant. It is like... Yeah. It is everything that they set out to accomplish and more. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, that's a theme of a lot of the games that are high on our list. Not that, like, you know, we're putting our opinions on a pedestal or anything, but, like, we are recognizing, like, what what is the game's intentions and did it, did it do that, yeah. basically. Um, and it sounds like God of War has done that yeah. triumphantly, as mm-hmm. you said. Box art, Brendan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I cannot wait. I, I feel guilty now, like, feeling your love for this game. Having only gotten so far into it. That's how I feel about um, Celeste and uh, some other games. But, well, yeah. so before I get to my number one mm-hmm. game of the year, Steven's List. GM, yeah. GM, GM. Um, I'm going to do some honorable mentions. Oh, okay. Uh, one, while we're on the topic, is God of War. Um, I am only a few hours in, and I even this early on, I'm loving it to the point where it almost made my list. I didn't feel right putting giving it a number yet yeah um i would bet my life that i will probably also throw it on the list in retrospect Mm -hmm. that's why i'm giving an honorable mention um i'm also when we do our collective list in a bit i'm totally open to it having a place there Mm. so i will not protest (laughs) uh depending on the number i will not protest 
Um, harsh left turn. Another honorable mention is Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Uh, <laughs> I think that this is my second favorite fighting game this year. Yeah. Um, another game that came out really early on. Uh, just, I think it was a cool moment because it's developed by Ark, who make the Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue games, which are like the least accessible fighting games I think I've ever played in my life. Yeah, they're awesome, but like. They are for fighting game fans. Yeah. Which, even though I am, I am, like, nowhere near the skill level required to even, like, partake in that. Yeah. So I think that Ark making this Dragon Ball fighting game kind of made their awesome formula way more accessible. Uh, the game's mm-hmm. a lot easier to pick up. And while it does have a bit of an alienating, like, skill level uh, to play online for, it is fun to play locally. Um, yeah. And the game is so beautifully animated. It does feel like... People who made it loved Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um, making the roster smaller and focusing on making every character feel like they are right out of the show. I think it was a great decision. Yeah, totally. Um, I know it's like silly to bring up a Dragon Ball game because there's like probably 10 million of them. But again, it's like... <laughs> this is the best one. So rarely have they been good. Yeah. And this is like a really great one. So if you're a fighting game fan and you want something other than Smash Brothers to, to throw on with some friends, Dragon Ball is a great way to do that. Yeah. Um god of war i already brought up yep hollow knight Mm. so we are hollow knight salesmen yes absolutely Um, i probably would have put this in my top five if it didn't theoretically come out in 2017 Mm -hmm. uh the reason why i'm talking about it in 2018 is because it was ported to the switch this year yeah and as you and i noticed and as many people noticed i feel like it is it was made for the switch yeah it feels like you could easily make hollow knight like a switch it's almost i I've noticed that Nintendo is taking some flagship indie games and almost putting them under the Nintendo umbrella. Yeah. Hollow Knight being one of them. Right. Um, alongside another game we'll talk about in a bit. But Shovel Knight? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, 2018, Shovel Knight. What was that? That was like a scratch yeah. in Hell Helium. Um, but yeah, Hollow Knight, one of my favorite games I played this year. And another honorable mention before I get to my number one. Um, this is a game that just straight up came out last year, but I think it was one of my favorite games I've played in a long time, mm. is Nier Automata. Yeah, hell um, yeah. I've talked about that game quite a bit, um, but I would be remiss upon reflecting on this year if I just didn't highlight a game that is from the past that I only discovered recently. Yeah. I do think, too, that that game recently sold insanely well. It's kind of becoming a bit of a sleeper hit. Yeah. If you want bleak, sad robot stuff with some cool high intensity action yeah uh, and some meta storytelling that will mess you up for days and days mm-hmm. near automata coming at you hot and the last of the honorable mentions uh so before we get to number ones i'll also run through some of my honorable mentions um i number one uh here i cannot go through an entire year without mentioning destiny um destiny 2 this is actually the first year in all my years of ranking games which has been many uh at this point yeah this is the first time destiny has not been on my top 10 um i have mentioned on this podcast that i got extremely burnt out on the game this year but i cannot deny that i did put another like three to four hundred hours into it uh, because there is something there worth playing if you have a group to play it with it is spectacular uh, especially where it's at now with quality of life improvements, with all the DLC bundled into one like affordable package together. Um, there is literally no better time to play Destiny. The only reason I'm not playing it is because I've seen everything too many times. Yeah, you're the Alexander the Great of... <laughs> there are no more worlds to conquer. There are no more worlds to conquer. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go to Earth? Get real. <laughs> 
another one I want to mention, No Man's Sky Next. Oh, yeah. Uh, no Man's Sky did not come out this year. Next, the full overhaul reboot of the game did come out this year. Um, I put many, many hours into that game, uh, flying around the cosmos, exploring planets, taking pictures of weird animals, uh, listening to podcasts and listening to great music <laughs> um, in space. I mean, yeah. there is... What more do you want? What more do you want, <laughs> that is kind of, We talked about the like making the game with no narrative that's just a vibe. I feel like that's what you've made yeah. in Man's Sky. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through these quickly because I have a couple honorable mentions. Um, Dead Cells. Ooh yeah. A game neither of us mentioned, but uh, is was the game I was looking forward to most in 2018. <laughs> uh, didn't make my list. I did enjoy it a lot. Yeah, it was great. Again, like if we talk about a game on this show, we liked it. Yeah. These are just the ones that like really stood out to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but De- Dead Cells is great. Um, it didn't get a took into me the way other roguelikes have in the past. Yeah, same. But I think if you're looking for a Sega Genesis vibe. With some yeah. some lot rolling and dodging, you'll love it. Yeah, um, Octopath Traveler, mm. which you said everything that I could say about that game. It just didn't make my list. Yeah. Um, unlike you, I'm not a huge turn-based RPG fan. I'm not a huge JRPG fan, with the exception, very notable exceptions. Um, but uh, you asked me to take a chance on this game, and I did, and it super paid off. I loved playing it. Yeah. Just not enough to make my top ten sure. list. Sure, understand. Um, but it was in it was in the running. Um, and the last game on my honorable mentions list, I cannot fucking believe it, is Fortnite. Oh, yeah. I played so much Fortnite this year. I went back and looked at my Switch, uh, like, hours played, and it was, like, 60 to 70 hours of that game that I played this year. A lot of Fortnite. Really surprised. I mean, it came out on Switch this year. It was my first time playing it after my, uh, one-and-done, uh, number one Victory Royale win on the PS4. (laughs) Um, but I, I spent a lot of time playing this game with friends on the Switch, um, because basically when it came out, it was a free-to-play game. It was like, why not try Fortnite? It is like a meme at this point. Let's all, (laughs) let's all give it a whirl. And we loved it. Uh, and, and the... Just like Twinfold in a weird way, and just like all the best roguelikes, the experience of learning the map, learning which weapons work, learning how the early game versus the end game changes, learning the uh, ways in which building can both help and hurt you, um, learning all the mechanics, learning how to work with people, learning how to play solo. It was a interesting, mystifying, uh, but then gratifying experience over time. Um, not only that, but Epic's devotion to changing that game constantly. So when you think you've learned everything, they will flip some things around on you. They will take an entire piece of the map away or change it into something new. Um, They did that weird thing where uh, if you were playing at one specific time on one specific day, you got to see a rocket shoot into the air, rip open the space-time continuum, and change the entire map in front of your eyes as time unhooked from itself. Um, That was an event. That was an event in a video game that I've never seen happen before. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was me and 99 other people like doing the stupid flossing dance on top of a mountain watching this happen. Uh, Fortnite, it fucking rules. It rules. I know people like to dunk on it. It rules. It is yeah. an extremely good game. I mean, it's uh, anything that achieves that level of success so instantly is going to attract like detractors yeah. and people who defend it. And um, I have not literally my only experience with it was when I talked about when we first started the podcast where I fell into the void and children laughed at me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But hey, things that are that popular usually have at least an ounce of a reason to be. Yeah. So, um, and as we're, you know, honoring games that may get overlooked for what they are, I think mm-hmm. it's important to acknowledge like 
a game like that. I agree. Uh, so on that same note, your number one Call of Duty Black Ops Four. <laughs> Here's the deal: I love playing with my with my friends. And, uh, uh, I can't even pretend to like that game. There um, they are. Sorry. Uh, number one. Uh, I've been hyping this up. No surprises. It's Celeste. Yeah. Uh, my number one game of the year is one of the first games I played this year. Um, I knew nothing about this game other than it had a beautiful art style. Yeah. That's kind of the reason I got it. Um, and I hadn't played Towerfall prior to oh. either. So I really was going in blind. Yeah. Um, it, it is just... Whereas I think Spider-Man is like a game I'd recommend to everybody. Celeste is the game that felt like it was very very much targeted to me mm-hmm. and a lot of people felt that way about it so i'm not saying like this is mine but like i just hit me the way florence hit you yeah um not to get too into it but like i live with constant anxiety this year in particular i had panic attacks constantly yeah um it's something i have learned to live with and i've read and seen a lot of media that deals with that and as cartoonish as Celeste is and as as direct as the metaphors are, the way it handles that and the way it portrays that life is so I, I resonated with it so much and it helped me. Like yeah. I, I literally felt like I played this game and I felt like a kinder person after mm. so I'm getting a little emotional. Um No, it's okay. Uh the difficulty is steep, but it teaches you everything you need to learn. Um it's a very intuitive game, expertly designed. Uh, every jump has been calculated mm-hmm. uh, to an evil degree. Yeah. Um, uh, but the adversity, I mean, the whole plot is just this woman decides that she wants to climb a mountain for no reason other than yep. to do it, basically. Um, and what a brilliant like metaphor and like goal for the players to immediately know what the goal is. Yeah. Um, follows a very simple plot from there. But it explores a lot of cool themes. Most notably, I think, is is the uh, ghost hotel where she meets another person who seems to be suffering from similar uh, demons, literally, yeah, and tries to help them. And her trying to help kind of makes things worse. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, has has wins and, and losses from there. Um, and by the end of it, the theme of of self-celebration and of and of using your whole self to get you to where you need to be um it's just a beautiful experience the music rocks the game is beautiful yep. it's really fun to play um i never felt frustrated honestly mm. as, as frustrating as this looks to play yeah you, when you die you you respawn right away yeah and again there are levers to pull if you find it too alienating um, you can turn the difficulty pretty much off if you just want to roll through it. Yeah. And if you're looking for a very, very, very specifically challenging experience, you can unlock the B and C sides. Yeah. Um, on a surface level, too, this game is just fun. I mean, I've never really been into this genre of platformers. I never really got into Super Meat Boy. Mm. Uh, I never really got into those types of games. Um, I think because... I didn't really know what the goal was at the end of the day. I kind of yeah. lost interest once it got to a certain degree. Having me so personally invested in Madeline's story and having it resonate so directly to me. One of the best parts of the game is you talking with Theo. Yep. Just at the fireplace. And Madeline says something along the line. I think I brought this up before. But she just says, like, my mind can't stop panicking about things I know don't matter. Yeah. Uh, and that's like, if I had to sum up anxiety in one sentence, it would be that. Yeah. Uh, I think that this game wears its heart on its sleeve 
in a way that that makes people who played it feel like they that it was made for them. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, it's number one. Yeah. I think that this game shows what games can do uh, as works of art. I and I will never forget my time with this game. Yeah. Um, so this game was number six on my list, literally only <laughs> because I did not finish it yeah. in time. Um, and that is one of my greatest regrets, not because it's a good video game, but because I needed that yeah. when it came out yeah. and I put it down because my anxiety got the better of me. It came out at a time when I was stressed at a level that I had never experienced before. Um, and I was like, this game is too hard and I need something more relaxing at the moment. Yeah. Not realizing, because it had just come out, what the thematic arc of that character was going to be. Not yeah. realizing that the game was literally about dealing with the thing that I was trying to escape by yeah. playing games. Um, so now playing it, reflecting on that uh, has been an interesting experience. But I, I fully appreciate what it brings to the table and what it accomplishes uh i'm seeing it with my own eyes because yeah. i've been playing it in any free time that i've had even with games like smash brothers out uh i still find myself in free moments opening up celeste and playing that instead uh because it is it is spectacular um visually sonically mechanically uh and and thematically i own it on multiple systems yeah i, I played on ps4 at first um, honestly, I feel like it, it feels better on the Switch. Uh, I think it's better. I think a lot of things do. Yeah. Um, having it on the go is nice. Um, I think it's on PC. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I'd recommend it on Switch because we are Switch salesmen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's my number one. That's my game of the year. Wow. Celeste. Yeah. I feel yeah. it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's all I got. Cool. Number zero. Uh, Pikmin 2. <laughs> <laughs> you know the best thing about Pikmin 2? What? The C-Stick on the GameCube controller, when you flip it in a certain direction, uh, a little whistle plays, and then all the Pikmin run into whatever direction you point your C-Stick. Oh, really? Yeah, it's my favorite I thing. I never played Pikmin. Oh, they're great games. Never too late. Well, Next year, baby. My number one, Pikmin 2. <laughs> How did you guess? Elf's um, Revenge. I'm very excited to tell you what my number one is. I'm, I am on the edge of my seat. Do Actually, you know what it is? <sighs> no, it, tell me. Really? I don't. Okay. Uh, number one, because I reject your rules... Is Hollow Knight. Okay. All right. Um, there is, just like you needed Celeste at that specific point in your life. Yeah. Um, there is no game that I needed more at the specific moment that it came out on the Switch than Hollow Knight. Mm. Um, without getting too deep into personal details, I had lost my job, my what I considered to be my dream job. And there's nothing that I needed more than a fucking hellish world. Dark fantasy starring bugs. To conquer like yeah. really conquer it is the first game in most of my life that i set out to 100 percent and then beyond because you can uh with like i i think i'm sitting at 112 or 114 percent or whatever the the max is at the moment or sorry pre the most recent dlc which is even too much for me i think <laughs> um but hollow knight is a game uh, that did come out in 2017, was released on the Switch. I think the Switch version is, is far and away the, the superior way to play it. Um, but that said, I mean, it, it is the distillation of everything that's great about the Metroidvania genre. It's everything that's great about the Souls franchise blended into one. Um, it is it is the the crowning achievement of what both of those kinds of games wanted to be. Um 
not only in in its uh, mechanics and in its very, very, very tight controls and systems, but I think the way that the story unveils itself onto you, the way the tragedy of the world you're exploring um, becomes something that over time you realize was inevitable from the beginning. Uh, Hollow Knight is, is a world that I really literally felt like I lived in um, for maybe like a week. Yeah. Just about. Um, I, I mean, we're sitting in my living room right now. I sat right in that couch, uh, in that spot that you're sitting next to right now. And I was absorbed in Hollow Knight. Uh, and that was basically all I did until I felt better. Yeah. Um, because I felt terrible at that point and Hollow Knight came out and it made me feel okay. Uh, and that is why it's my number one. Um, for you know reasons beyond it being exceptional at everything. Yeah. Uh, also, it was made by two people. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's upsetting. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I remember you told me that. And I literally like gasped. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful, man. I'm really happy. I'm also happy that that's around the same time our podcast started. Yeah. Um, not to make it about me, but <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man. It was uh, like very real. I mean, this podcast I don't think would exist if it wasn't for Hollow Knight. Yeah. Um, it is. Once I finished that game, I felt like I was in a place where I could get like I proved to myself by completing that game that I was still capable of of doing things and of working and of making things for myself. Um, and and that is when I wanted to do this because I had free time because I was applying for jobs. Yeah. Um, I'm so flattered. And wanted I don't know to, how to respond. <laughs> and just wanted to fill the time with with creation. Yeah. Um, That's beautiful. So here we are. God, I feel so bad now that I'm like, honorable mention number four. <sighs> no, no, no. No, but I respect your rejection, and we'll get into that in the next segment, which is our collective list. Yep. Um, I think we could we both cried a little bit, so I think we should both get some water <laughs> and then come back and make our collective top five. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. See you soon. Bye. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> so we're back then do you want to be back yeah i think i do i think i do want to be back we're back um collective now, <laughs> now that now that we're done weeping yeah we've cried and now we're back uh-huh. um i've definitely put sweat and tears into this episode so far so now it's time for the now blood. it's time for some blood. <laughs> well good thing i'm the universal donor uh-huh. uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ um so uh, i guess we'll start at five um <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh huh. So how should we do this? It's the voting method here. Mm. Do you want to do the same thing where we do it back and forth of like what we think should be in five based on based on a what we want yeah. and b what like we think we both want kind of thing? Well, it's interesting because I I have Celeste at number six, right? Yeah. So I can't I can't just say like okay I'm gonna I think the two of us should like reorder our top fives and like mix and match and stuff. Cause like that's not, that that would leave Celeste off. That would be yeah. problematic. So I think um, I'm, I'm open to any suggestions at the moment. So I'm thinking, I'm looking back, I'm reflecting on our, our tear filled conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, I'm trying to think of like games. We both were kind of on the same page on. Yeah. Um, but also what I want. <laughs> yeah. So, I think for number five, I want to hit you with this. This yeah. might not make a ton of sense. I feel like for five, we should put Monster Hunter because I feel like we both secretly loved it. And it might be a good, like, Brendan Steven number five. It feels like a safe number five pick. I love that. Yeah. 
That does feel like a safe number five. Yeah, so you want to do that? Yeah, it's worth noting, all of this can change. <laughs> okay. But, but I do think we'll that, start that, with that that feels good to me. Yeah. Because um, you had it at number six. Yeah, at number six. And I had it at number five. Yeah, so that feels good. That works. That works. That's on brand for me, at least. Um, are you writing this down, or should I? I'm writing this. Okay, cool. Um, so number five, Monster Hunter World. A joy with cats. A joy with cats. Um, number four, here's where it gets a dice here. Some mm-hmm. blood. A droplet of blood yeah. from do, me. Do you Steven. have a pitch? Do I have a pitch? Pitch me on a number four. My, can you run down yours real quick again? My, my top ten? All of them, real fast. Cool. Hollow Knight, God of War, Spider-Man, Florence, Monster Hunter, Celeste, Smash Ultimate, Pokemon Let's Go, Into the Breach, Twinfold. Love that. That helped. I, I maybe have a pitch for number four. Hit me. Uh, two games, potentially. Okay. Um, which I think could end up being four and three, if, okay. if we are so inclined. Uh, Smash Ultimate. Okay. Florence. I was thinking Florence as well. Um, I had Florence at four. If you're comfortable bumping Florence up to four, then that works for me. Cause... Florence was seven for me. But honestly, like I kept flipping between Florence and um, and Gris. Yeah. So, which is number five. Yeah. Um, hmm. Are you gonna have to have Greece in your in your top in the top five? Um, Do you think is that one that you're gonna fight for? No, I don't think so. Mm, interesting. Oddly enough, it is number five. I, yeah. I'm not gonna fight for it. I feel like now that we're doing this collective one, I'm like, do we have to put Smash Brothers? I mean, I want to because I think yeah. we both love it. Yeah. But I'm also trying to free up as much room as possible. I had it much lower than you did. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I would argue, I mean, I think your argument for why it should be higher on your yeah. list Let's is... Let's put Smash at four. I like Smash yeah? at four. Okay. Yeah. Because, again, it's a collective thing, and what better collective experience than Smash Brothers? I agree. I completely um, agree. Number three. So my top five, we're limiting it to that, yeah. were um, Grease, Into the Breach, Smash Brothers, Spider-Man, and Celeste. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I don't really feel strongly enough about Octopath, Red Dead 2, or Deltarune. Even though I love them, yeah. I don't want to put them in the, our top five. Yeah. Um, and Monster Hunter, we've already done. Number three. Wait, you just said you can ditch Into the Breach? Is that what you just said? Did I say that? Oh, no. Maybe you didn't. Cause I, okay, so let me let me talk about my, my bottoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twinfold, we can bail on. Okay. I, I fully respect that. I understand that. Um, I love it, but, you know, not for everyone. Um, well, it is, but you know, uh, Pokemon Let's Go. You haven't played it yet. Uh, I I could understand. I mean, it's not even in my top five, so that can go. Um, and after that, I'm gonna fight for everything else. So let's let's do this. <laughs> okay, I'm knocking out Deltarune, Red Dead Two, Octopath. We already chose Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. I feel like number four should be Florence or uh, Greece personally. Wow. Yeah. Oh, one or the other? Yeah. Florence the is other. the only one we both played. Let's do Florence for number four. But you've... Okay. I'm I'm obviously going to argue for Florence. Yes. But you are the one who has played both of them. You put Greece higher on your list. Mostly for the visual aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we think about what Florence is going to do, the ripple effect... Yeah. Talking about that, I think, in the collective list, mm-hmm. it's a little higher. Interesting. Um, I love both games, so I'm, I'm happy to have one or the other. I think they both kind of capture a similar mood, honestly. Yeah. Um, one is a bit more uh, like out there and kind of surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, Florence is less of a of a game in a traditional sense, but I also like it about I like that about it. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very tough. This sucks. Uh, I'm enjoying it, but it's very difficult. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to call the shot early. This is how this is going to go. You and I are going to make a top five, and we're both going to be unhappy with it, and we're going to have to go back and chisel some shit out. Because <laughs> right now, I thought the tears were over. <laughs> r- right now, three of our top fives are Florence, Smash Brothers, and Monster Hunter World. Right. Which I am already feeling the pressure of because there are about a hundred other games (laughs) that I want to fit into two spots. Okay. And I'm going to have to convince you to put games that you haven't played. Let's do this to make it less overwhelming. Uh Let's finish this top five. Yeah. Really look at it and think if we can do better. Yeah. So that's where, let's follow the momentum of this one. Yeah, sure. think about if we've covered all the bases. Cool. What are you feeling for number two then? Well, you did number three already? That was Florence. That was Florence. Wait, oh God. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (sighs) All right. Well, to finish this top five, I think number two is Spider Man. I think. I also goes. think number two is Spider Man. Yeah. But now we're fucked up. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I see the problem here. There's not enough room. Oh man. We're not. We're not going to give the number one spot. It's not going to be one A and one B for. This is where the, the Hollow Knight and in. Celeste. Yeah. So you want Hollow Knight to be number one? Yeah. Number one, Hollow Knight. Number two, Spider Man. <laughs> This is like we invited our uncle Monster Hunter World to Thanksgiving. And they're like, oh, shit, there's too many people. Sorry, I know we just invited you, but <laughs> could you not show up? Yeah. Because, hmm. okay. Look, <laughs> putting Monster Hunter World at number five, that was a great idea. That was, like, in theory. That was really nice, wholesome, good thing that we did. It was, it was you and I building a bridge between our two kingdoms. But, like... This is war, Stephen. <laughs> I thought it was spit up my water. <laughs> this is war. That's not our D. Is is Monster Hunter World our DMZ? I I can't allow that. <laughs> now here's here's riddle me this though. Yeah. Because I feel like Smash in my head yeah. in some weird abstract space. Mm-hmm. I'm putting Smash Brothers and Monster Hunter World kind of in the same realm of like. Games you play with friends, games we both enjoyed, yep. games that we both want to highlight. I want this list to be a amalgamation of both of us yeah. and of the show. Um, we cannot argue against the amount of episodes about Smash Brothers uh, and the amount of episodes about Monster Hunter, which are zero. Yeah. But part of me <laughs> wants to... Uh, part of me wants to have Monster Hunter as just that weird, like, offbeat... Yeah, the outlier. The the seven chord of this yeah. song. Um, there has never been more of an underdog for both of our lists than Monster Hunter World in terms of the fact that neither of us talked about the fact that we both fucking love yeah. that game. But I'm also now looking at this list comfortable with ditching it. I think so. I think we can I think we can drop Smash to number 5 mm-hmm. and and spiritually know that number 6 will always be Monster Hunter World. Yes. See you in hell. See you in hell, Monster Hunter. Um, all right, number five, Smash. Now number four is... We have Florence. Florence is number four. Number three is... Nothing yet. Potentially Spider-Man. Potentially Spider-Man. And then we have Hollow Knight and Celeste. Here's the deal with Celeste. I am happy to give Celeste, because it was such a personal game for me, I want it to be number one, mm-hmm. but I also recognize that because it was so personal, this is an amalgamation of our lists. Yeah. It may drop a peg. 
to number two for specific games. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, how much Hollow Knight means to you, but I am going to take the It Came Out Last Year stance Ooh, here. shit. Uh, <laughs> not to rid it off the list, but I do think that I'm envisioning a world in which we have number five, Smash Brothers, number four, Florence, number three, um, Hollow Knight, number two, Celeste, and number one, Spider-Man. God, I saw the fire in your eyes. I'm so sorry. You know why? Why? Because God of War is making this top five. Oh, shit. That's right. God of War is in this top five. Yeah. Okay. I, this is this is my fucking flag that I'm planting the ground. <laughs> I, had a, I had a feeling you were going to come at me with the Hollow Knight 2017 thing. Yeah. I Look, Hollow Knight, best game I played this year, probably maybe in my like top five like i'm all just time. saying if there was a reality in which near automata came out on the switch and i argued for it what stance would you take i would allow that on okay. this list right, absolutely fucking lootly. okay 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 i mean that game is incredible um how do we feel about pushing the smash <laughs> brothers off this list where did you have it on your top 10 it was number three for ah, me shit yeah it was pretty high I, had I it feel seven. like I feel like we'd be lying if it wasn't number five. I think we we have hardened hearts after pushing Monster Hunter World off of number five. Yeah, I think that Smash really... Brothers Ultimate at number five yeah. is honest, mm. and I think pushing it off of five would be too convenient. Yeah, I um, mean, how many episodes did we end with? Soon, this is going to become a Smash Brothers podcast. Yeah. So I think that for the show, at the very least, I think it's number five. Yeah. For the sanctity of our podcast. I think we can cement it at number five. I am comfortable with that. Yeah. Okay. So where do, where do you... I kind of gave you my pitch for a top five. Where, where are you thinking with, with everything? If we have Smash Brothers cemented at number five, mm-hmm. where are the rest at? Where did you have Spider-Man on your list? I'm happy with Spider-Man being... Honestly, on your top ten, where did you have Spider Man? It was number two. It was number two. I had it three. I'm happy with Spider Man being one, two, or three. Honestly, yeah, me too. I I'm I'm very flexible. Spider Man being in the top half. Um, There's also a world that I foresee in which you and I meet in the middle with all the other games that you and I are going to demand be on this top five, and Spider Man is our game of the year. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly think that. If you, because I think we have similar tastes, but we have the games that we especially loved subjectively. Mm-hmm. And then we have the games that we love that we've recommended universally. I think Spider-Man is the latter. Yeah. Where I think that like that's a game that anyone would enjoy. And I think that it's like a testament to like one of the best. If God of War is sort of like the like sad melodrama AAA game, Spider-Man is like the ray of hope yeah. kind of thing. Totally. Um. I'm happy to have that in one, two, or three. Yeah. So. Well, let's talk about number four next. What's going on in number four? Right now we got Florence. We have Florence. How do you feel about that? I like it. Um, it was number seven for me. I, I also really love Florence. And I'm happy to represent, like, I think that's an important game to highlight. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm happy with it at four. It's interesting because the more we talk about it, the less I feel it needs to be on our top five. Okay. I'm here's the thing. We love a lot of things. Yeah. We can we can still love things that are not on our list. Yeah. So Florence was my personal number four. Um it was my number seven. Yeah. 
So we could, we could, we could, uh, just like in Florence, goodbyes are not inherently bad. Mm. Wow. That was powerful. Yeah. Off the list. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So number four now is open. I, I said in my, I, I instantly forgot this because I'm a monster, but I said in my honorable mention of God of War that like I'm happy to have it in the top five because I know that I will also probably love it once I'm further in. Um, do we want to live in a world where God of War is number four? Ah, shit. Because right now the two cards you're playing hardest are Hollow Knight and God of War. Yeah. Um, we have four spots open, so... Spider-Man, Celeste, God of War, and Hollow Knight are four games. Mm-hmm. Do we feel good about those being the other four? I personally do. Do you not? Oh, oh you do? Yeah, I, I'm happy with those four. Then we could just talk about the order. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, it, it's fucked up that neither of us put Fortnite in here, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let me just scroll through my top five again, or my top ten. Sure. So Delta Rune is out, Red Dead 2, uh, see you later. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Octopath. Seven Florence, Monster in the World, the most painful of goodbyes, honestly. Yeah. Um, number five was uh, Greece. Four into the breach. I did kind of want into the breach on it, but I also like in the face of our current adversity, I'm happy to be squashed in that sense. Um, oh, there's a part of me that wants into the breach in there now. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I had that at number nine though. Oof. In my brutal. list. Brutal. Yeah. Jesus, the average of that is garbage. Yeah. Um. Uh. Here's the deal. The four we're dealing with are Spider-Man, Celeste, God of War, and Hollow Knight. Yeah. The only reality in which Into the Breach gets in the top five now is if you fold to the 2017 rule. Yeah, fuck that. So, yeah. Into the Breach, unfortunately. Yeah. I demand Hollow Knight in our top five. Um, our personal lists still have weight, just so you know. This is the canonical list, though. Yeah, I agree. These are fan fiction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So, Into the Breach... Nice try. Yeah. Don't get it every time. Yeah. Timeline reset. I am I am now really feeling the like emotional weight of saying awful. goodbye to some of these games. This is awful, yeah. Um Especially because you didn't play Pokemon Let's Go. I know, I'm just I'm kidding. <laughs> that that never would have made our top five. It's great, but you never know. Let's be real. Maybe I'll come back next week like Brandon, you monster. <laughs> um Five of Smash, mm-hmm. four. Did we decide on four? We have not decided on four. We've... I'm also showcasing how bad my short term memory is in this <laughs> segment. <laughs> uh, we we have decided that uh, Hollow Knight, Celeste, Spider Man, and God of War are going to be in our top four. Mm. Probably four, in that order. No, number f- <laughs> number four. <laughs> I am down for Hollow Knight, and that would be an appropriate place for it. You know, because I could tell it's your fourth favorite game of the year, <laughs> based on your current body language. This is one of those situations, yeah, I was just about to say, this is one of those situations where this being an audio medium really uh, doesn't lend itself to <laughs> some of the vibes I'm putting off into this room. Okay, here's the deal. Yeah. Spider-Man, we agree, is probably going to be in the top three, right? Or do mm. we want to put Spider-Man at four? Are you comfortable with putting God of War higher than Spider-Man? No. Because mm. I don't think I'd recommend, even with my limited time, I don't know if I'd recommend God of War to everybody. That's my main thing. I also think Spider-Man is more on brand for both of us. It, I mean, literally for me, yeah, but yes. It literally is. Yeah. Um, 
So, for that reason, I think God of War might be a good four. It is a collective list. I know I'm dragging him down with my zero here, only playing a few hours. You look very sad. I'm so sorry. No, I'm just... I'm. I'm grappling with this, but I refuse. If... Here's the thing: you're vying for more games than I am currently. Mm-hmm. We're both pretty much on the same page with Spider-Man. I'm only vying for Celeste. Yeah, I know. You're vying for a lot. Yeah, just know that. I know. <laughs> I I came here to fucking play, Stephen. Who edits this podcast, Stephen? <laughs> Whose house are you in, Stephen Paul? Yeah, that's my middle name. Oh, nice, Stephen Paul Helger. Mine's Michael. All right, Michael. Um, My confirmation name is also Michael, because I thought that'd be hilarious. All right, Brendan Michael Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in the idea of Smash Brothers 5, God of War 4. I think the highest you will let me put Hollow Knight is 3. Is that true? Yeah. I, here's the deal. I loved Hollow Knight as well. I know you did. I just feel like... Tap into that for a second. Let's Let's talk about how much you loved Hollow Knight. <sighs> Pompanata. All those memories flooding back. I can see him. I can see him in your brain. I can see the big bug taking mm-hmm. me everywhere on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, like 2017. I think it's going to be. Oh, man. <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> I was. I take it back. Um, hmm. Here's the thing. I. The stakes are very high in this whole thing. Yeah. We're dealing like. All jokes aside, all like, all this tension that feels very real. Um, yeah, aside, it is real, Stephen. It is real. It um, is. I'm leaning forward. You can't tell uh, if you're listening, but I'm leaning forward into the mic. I have not blinked. I think since we started recording this part. I. Hmm. The thing is, I have to respect that. I think if there's, they these are our number ones we're dealing with. Yep. Hollow Knight was your number one. Celeste is my number one. Putting one above the other is sort of like. I think I like the idea of Spider-Man at number one because mm. that's neither of us kind of folding to the other. Yeah. But two and three is. Yep. Um, yeah. At some point, one of us is going to destroy the other. Well, so here's the deal. In terms of, I guess, like, what categories are we considering in terms of this collective list? Like, mm. is it purely the merging of our taste? It, uh, you know, and I, I've been kind of considering, like, what we've talked about on the show what we both like and like kind of reaching a middle ground and also like how much I'd recommend this to like a, I personally see it being recommended to a wider net of people as a strength. Mm-hmm. Um, the same time I recommended, I were Hollow Knight salesmen. Yeah. Uh, so can I make an argument for you? Yes. Celeste related. Yes. As somebody who, as I just said, I mean, you, when you walked in today, I was playing Celeste. You were, I love that game. I have a hard time recommending it to people. Okay. And I have actively told people to not buy Celeste. Oh, Jesus. Because it is so crushingly difficult. Yeah. And not everybody will attach to the thematic structure of it in the way that you and I have. Some people will just see it as an incredibly hard platformer. Um, And for that reason, I I just have a hard time telling everybody who has a Switch to pick Celeste up. I have the same qualms about recommending Hollow Knight to people. Right. Same exact thing. Yeah, there's a barrier. I think in terms of like ranking based on accessibility to people, both of our games would not be in the top five. No, that's a great point. That's a wonderful point. So I think we should get rid of both of them. (laughs) 
Really? No. No, fuck no. <laughs> Hollow Knight's going to be number one. What are you talking about? <laughs> but you did tell, like, and with that point, though, Yeah. in terms of, like, and, and uh, listen, I don't know if, like, if object- objectively speaking, if accessibility is, like, a huge plus. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it in terms of, like, what I think, um, like, I think in, in Spider-Man's case, it is a plus because I think that's, like, yeah. it's just the experience I think most people will vibe with. Yeah. Um, do you think Hollow Knight, both in its difficulty and its vibe, is a game that, like... Um, See, but I don't like this. I don't like comparing it to like, oh, more more people will like this because it becomes like a popularity thing. Yeah. If that was the case, Fortnite and like Mountain Dew would be our list. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is also probably both of our arguments for why Spider-Man should be number one then. Yeah. And is that fucked up that Spider-Man's number one at well, that point? Well, the thing about Spider-Man is like, put accessibility aside, I think it's like, it's just a very universal it's a very universally pleasant experience mm-hmm. to play. Yeah. Um, it's a joy at all times. It's a joy at all times. And like, I think no matter what your tastes are, you will like it. That's what I mean. I guess maybe appeal is the better word there. Yeah. Um, but this is also our list. Yeah. So our opinion matters. Like you said, if it didn't, then these games would not be on the list. Yeah. I guess then. Yeah. If we were going purely based on like mass market appeal i actually think that florence would be number one yeah because i think that that is the easiest game to download and play and enjoy both like just in terms of the amount of time it takes to play how you play it and the story that it tells and the device that you have yep because everyone has i mean most people have the phone yeah um all right so five of smash four is god of war is that where we're at i think i think it is Yeah. yeah i think that makes sense yeah these these three games I think nightmare. I think that when you finish God of War, you're gonna look back on this episode with more tears in your eyes. Okay, I do. I will take your word for that, and I'm willing to bump it up then. No, I I'll keep it at four. Are you sure? Yeah, I am. Just to spite me. Yep. <laughs> this okay. is the only time there's ever been real aggression on this podcast, by the way. Yeah. And I know that I am solely bringing it to the table, but I think it's important. Because this is a monumentous thing. This is well, our first game of the year episode ever. Here's, I'm I'm thinking about everything you said. I'm trying to digest it. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit scatterbrained because like my brain likes juggling. Yeah. When I think about stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the show's list. Yeah. This is our list. Yeah. You just talked about how much Hollow Knight meant to you as a person. Mm-hmm. How it led to the creation of the show. Mm-hmm. And. I am now much more willing to drop the 2017 bias. Oh, shit. Yeah. I think, Brendan, if you want to put Hollow Knight at number one, you should be able to. Whoa. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going I'm to fold. I think you... First of all, I love the game. Yeah. I think if You do. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, we, we have not you know, really talked about that as much. But like you and I, when we played that game, I think in our test episodes, we talked about it. Yeah. It's been one of the games that it's also been one of the games that I think like a lot of my friends who listen to the show have purchased after listening. Like, yeah. That's the joke about us being salesmen. Yeah, that was re- um, weirdly one of the first times I think that you and I realized that people like the show. Yeah, was when you and I both received texts from people that said that they had bought it. And I don't us. think like I honestly haven't heard much about that game outside of us. Like I mean, I've heard buzz and stuff, yeah. but like not to the same press. I mean, I guess it's probably this game out last year. Yeah. Yeah, but I will say that Polygon has it in their top fifty for this year. Oh, do they? Yeah, 
Okay, so other Artemidi... What the hell just happened to me? Other I media think you just said Archimedes. Were you, were you just activating my Winter Soldier words? <laughs> Archimedes, oh, bus stop, Archimedes. red, 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hit you with this, Brendan. Yeah. Number five, Smash. Yes. Number four, God of War. Yeah. Number three, Celeste. Whoa. Number two, Spider-Man, number one, Hollow Knight. What do you think of that? I know, I know the the card you're playing. Giving you what you want. Yeah. Well, I'm on. I'm I like that list. I'm just wondering what you think of it because again, I'm happy to have Hollow Knight at number one. Yeah. But does it feel right for a 2018 list? Yeah, I know, you know? what you're doing. I'm willing to drop. No. I'm willing to drop the bias, the 2017 mm-hmm. rule. Yeah. But I just want you to now that you have a taste. Of I know, I know, I know exactly what's happening. Yeah. And you know what? I now that I have I have put the liquid gold on my tongue, um, I realize that it tastes bitter. Truly, um, let me hit you with the top five. Okay. Uh, Start at five, please. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Smash Brothers. Yeah. God of War. Number four. God of War. Celeste. Hollow Knight. Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man number one. That feels the best. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I like okay. Spider-Man number one. It yeah. feels like a really nice, like, mathematical average. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think, like, if I, when I, I mean, my number two, my top two games on my list were Celeste and Spider-Man. Spider-Man almost made number one. Mm-hmm. I just had to kind of think about what I personally enjoyed the most, like yeah. what hit me the hardest as a human. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man was my number three, worth noting. Yeah. So I think, I think we know what five and four are. Can we cement those? I, th- I think we can. I think I'm okay currently with putting god of war number four yeah just still knowing that honor just knowing that you're gonna have to reflect on that in the future (laughs) again i only had it number two i did not have it as my number one but i I think like i just can't live in a world even though i'm sure i'll love god of war i can't live in a world where i put celeste at four yeah that does not feel right to me i get that um i'm just saying we could bump smash brothers off the list do I dare or do I resist the temptation? <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think we can. I think you're right. I think you're right about having Smash Brothers number five. I think that is the most I think honest. It's too convenient. It yeah. is the most honest, like crystallization of of this podcast yeah. to have it at number. And five. that's why that's why I was able to bump Hollow Knight up too, because again, that's another crystallization. Mm-hmm. These are gems. These are not yeah. uh, picking fruit. Mm-hmm. They're not cherry picking. These, here. these are not grains of sand. <laughs> I almost threw up. Um, <laughs> Okay. Uh, Smash Brothers. What do you think about a world in which Spider-Man is number one? I like it. Because I I think it represents the year nicely. I think it sends a cool message. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is also a big year for Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. Not that that's really related at all, but I just think like... Looking back on 2018, the Into the Aether game of the year, what mm-hmm. does that say about that year? Um, and I feel like Spider-Man, for a lot of reasons, represents a lot to both of us. Yep. Um, I think that, personally, Celeste will always be my game of the year, but I can take that with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for the podcast, Hollow Knight is like our weird like Patronus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like our, yeah. our persona. 
um, is Hollow Knight. Uh, but again, I think I think that, that I'm struggling now with the two and three. That's that's the elephant in the room. It's yeah. like, well, what's two? What's three? I know you're you're dancing around it. Yeah, I'm watching your mind work. Um, I love that we're doing this one in person because this is this is exactly what needs to happen. <laughs> uh, hmm. Well, what was Celeste for your number seven? Six. See, I think you're playing the God of War card on me, where you're going to regret it having it lower. I know. You finished it. You also haven't finished Celeste. I know. Which is a game that I do think really does come into its full element in the conclusion. Yeah. Um, that being said, like, I, I I think it's the same situation. So, Hollow Knight's a game that we that you've experienced more than I have, that I also love dearly. Um, but I think Celeste was a talk about like ripple effect too. Like that was like the indie game of this year. Mm. Um, in terms of like the the celebratory element of it, yeah, um, it's gone not not to be like oh it's gone press so ergo X, yeah, but I think that it's one of the first games I've seen explore mental health in that way, mm-hmm. um, and 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 was successful in that, um, and I think indie games have always been a place where you can kind of touch on themes that are rarely seen in the more mainstream games. Although AAA is getting there. I mean, yeah. with a story like God of War and with other things, like there's a lot more uh, out there stuff happening. Yeah. Um I just do think that Celeste is like a landmark in the indie game scene and just in games in general from this year. Um so I think I would love to live in a world where Celeste was number 2, um but I'm also happy to fold to Hollow Knight number 2. Because I don't think, even though I think you're going to love Celeste, I don't think after completing it, you, based on your experience with Hollow Knight, I think that Hollow Knight is your game of the year, and I don't think it's going to fall any lower than two. Yeah. I don't think you're going to beat Celeste and be like, hey, Steven, I know you missed your call. I'm leaving a voicemail. (laughs) Uh, Sorry about the bruises. Um, Uh Uh-huh, yeah. uh, Metaphorically, and you're right. So, uh, Hollow Knight is number three. That is honest, very truly. That is like the one thing that I have literally been afraid to say out loud is that I think that when I finish Celeste, it's not going to mean as much to me. Yeah, that's um, fine. I, I appreciate everything that's doing. I, I mean, going back to Towerfall, like I was waiting for the same way I was uh, in the same way I was waiting for uh, Dead Cells this year. I was waiting for Towerfall to come out on ps4 i was like all i wanted to do was play towerfall like i love that developer to no end i was looking i was watching the development of celeste i was looking forward to it uh when it came out i started playing it and i and i loved it but just like couldn't continue it because of like life right revisiting it now i'm finding an appreciation for it that is greater than what i had when i started playing it i still don't think that the ending will resonate with me um on that level because the thing that you got out of celeste is what i got out of hollow knight exactly and that's what i'm trying to recognize so yeah for that my friend i am happy to have celeste number three oh man yeah i just i just feel bad about it no go for it because i don't again i don't think that you're going to change your mind on it and again this is also an average this is us becoming one Mm -hmm. yeah i just i think that if this is truly an average of, of us, uh, of a union of our lists, um, I think it's lesson number three because it, it was in your top five. 
Yeah. Yeah. But Hollow Knight wasn't even on your list, Stephen. It's an honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, if I did at the time... The thing is, I felt there were enough great games this year that it made it easier for me to cut out Hollow Knight. Yeah. Because I was like, well, technically it was 2017, so yeah. I can use that to make my list a bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Again, your experience with it and the fact that it did find a home on the Switch, it found success on the Switch that it yeah. didn't find on PC, um, is representative of the year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to give number two to, to Hollow Knight. I'm of two minds because on one hand, I that list I feel really good about, that top five. Yeah. I think that that fucking rules, um, but I feel bad for having Celeste at number three. Okay, why? Because exactly what we just said about Hollow Knight, just copy paste to Celeste for you. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But I also don't want to create a situation in which we bump Spider-Man down to three and bump Hollow Knight up to one because I can recognize that Hollow Knight should not be our number one game of the year. Yeah, I can. I can get on that level. That is problematic. And I think that if I just made my game of the year our game of the year, it'd be a little bit uh, too Aries of me, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Agreed. I think the list is in a good place. I think it feels good. I don't see us finding a more uh a more uh appealing list of of, of the strategies we've been taking. Mm-hmm. Um let's zoom out. Let's zoom out for a second. So right now the list is from five to one, Smash, God of War, Celeste, Hollow Knight, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. That sounds nice. Uh are there any games that aren't on the list that you feel like should be there? Or is there a different order? Obviously, I think you would want Hollow Knight to be number one. I don't... I, truly, like, in having this conversation, I don't think I do want Hollow Knight to be number one. Okay. I feel good about Spider-Man being number one, honestly. I think that that's, like... That's an achievement that I like our show highlighting. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of funny because in the E3 episode, I'm like, I don't, I'm not excited. Who cares? Yeah. And now I'm like, it's number one. Yeah. Everybody loves a good story arc. Yeah. You know? My redemption from the villain of the show. Mm hmm. Hmm. The more I look at this list, the more I feel like God of War probably, actually, maybe the answer is just switching Smash Brothers and God of War. Oh, so you want God of War at five and Smash at four? Here's the thing, though Spider Man is lower on my list than God of War. And I'm not trying to make this about my list, but I I think like playing both, God of War is the game that like will stick with me for no no, that's fucked up. Spider Man should be number one. Yeah. I think we're in a good list. Yeah, I I, th- think I think I'm just trying to like create drama. I think I think we have a good list. Don't you want Delta Rune at number three? I yeah, actually. Um <laughs> I think yeah. The list. Yeah. From one to five, oh, from five to one, mm-hmm. one to five to one, because I'm your mirror. Yeah. I'm your evil reflection. Mm-hmm. Is um, which one of us is Madeline? You're Madeline. I'm your relentless reflection. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, um, you have to accept me if you want to get over this mountain. True. So you know TikTok. Yeah. Um, uh, number five is. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so excited for you to play God of War. Sorry. Continue. Number five is Smash. Number yes. four, God of War. Number three, Celeste. Number two. Hollow Knight, number one, Spider-Man. Yeah, Marvel think, Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4. I think that TM. feels the best. I yeah. think that's it. Do you actually feel that way or are you just saying it? 
I do. Honestly, I, I don't think either of us would feel good about walking away from this with our game of the year as number one. I agree with that. I, I think that... But that does mean that, like, you and I are just vying for the number two spot. I don't think so. I think we've honestly felt simil- similarly about Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would have put it there. I think the frustration you're feeling is my lack of God of War playing, which I think would probably bump it higher. But I don't know. I, I, I think, again, like, I do think that when I beat God of War, it will probably be... But the thing is, let's let's say we live in a reality where you said, podcast paused. Mm-hmm. Steven, we're not going to keep talking uh, until you, my relentless reflection finish god of war tonight Mm -hmm. and i did in some weird pocket dimension where time moves slower yeah would i then be like you know what you're right celeste number four god of war number three no what would happen i think if you did that is we would still have spider-man at number one god of war would be number two yeah i think i think that's how it would work even though even though i have those flipped yeah on my personal list i think you and i would still agree on spider-man being number one but we would both agree that god of war would be number two i am willing am i i am willing to let's let's look at this list real quick Mm -hmm. uh spider-man number one uh god of war number two hollow knight number three celeste number four smash number five i think if we if you want to get god of war at number two you got to give Celeste number three. That's where I'm at. If yeah. you wanted to bargain for God of War being high, because yeah. as much as you have been vying for Hollow Knight, I do think the bigger thing frustrating you, not to act as your therapist, mm. uh, as your relentless reflection. Yeah. But I think that it is, that's the biggest disconnect right now. Yeah. Is that I have not played enough God of War to really know where to put it. Mm. But I am, I do trust. That. But that's how you feel about me with Celeste also. Yeah, to to a lesser extent. I think I'm much earlier in God of War, mm. but I had been really enjoying it, and I'm excited to get deeper into it. So yeah. I'm only gonna give it number two, but then you gotta give me Celeste number three. So this is where it's a little. This is what you wanted too, by the way. This is the haggle that yeah. you wanted. I know, I know, I know. So. I I stepped into the ring. I created the ring. I created the octagon for exactly. us. I'm also dressed up as Incineroar during this whole conversation. Yeah, like, again, audio medium. Yeah, the listeners bit, at home. I can't believe we haven't mentioned that until now, but um. <laughs> um here's 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 what i'll say about hollow knight Mm. real quick is that i came into this knowing that me having hollow knight at number one would be uh a breach of something because you and i never agreed on any rules that's right before making this top 10 that's right we never we never said anything beyond you make a top 10 i make a top 10 we we discuss a top five no rules were put in place. So I put Holland at number one because that was the game that meant the most to me this year. I appreciate you saying I acquiesced to your strange demands of having Hollow Knight, a 2017 game, in the top five. Um, and I think all that having been said, I agree to your terms. I will move it down to number four. Really? I think so. To okay. have To have God of War higher? Yeah. Because I, I think that's what you were that. feeling more. Yeah. As, as we talked about it more, after I gave you the taste of Hollow Knight at number one, yeah. you were like, is you know, it was is it worth it? Yeah. Um so you agree to my terms. I think so. 
I like this. I like this list a lot. I actually do also feel a lot better about this. I can see in your face that you genuinely this time do feel good about this list. Do you know the scene in Death Note when uh, <laughs> Kira, I... who's forgotten he's Kira, uh-huh. then he gets the Death Note back and he goes like, jackpot. Yep. That's what I'm doing. When right he remembers now. everything? Yeah. Yeah. Um, although it's with a copy of like, I don't know, um, what books do you have around here? No books. I have a lot of books. Spelunky by Derek Yu. It's with, it's with a copy of Spelunky. Jackpot. The Spelunky the book? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I'm into that. Because I think this is the least regret. Because I think you're right. I think that I would want to bump God of War higher after completing it. Um, and I think that Hollow Knight has an appropriate place on the list. Um, yeah, considering you didn't even consider it for your top 10, you weren't even like, I'm going to break this rule and have this in here. And I, I think I'm happy that it's in the top five, yeah, but not number five. Right. You know what I mean? Five was going to be Monster Hunter or Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Is this it? I think this might be it. Let's, let's... Are you okay with having Into the Breach not in this top five? I am. I, 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 I think it's in my personal list. Um, I think it's one of my favorite games of the year. And that's the thing, like... We're doing top five. If we did a collective top ten, Into the Breach would be there. Yeah. Monster Hunter would be there. Uh, a lot of games that we had to kind of painstakingly say goodbye to would be there. Yeah. That's um, the only one that I feel like a weird regret about not having in the top five. Cause I like, just don't see any game that if we took any of the five there out for Into the Breach, I yeah. would feel weirder about that. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I keep thinking, oh, what if we got rid of Smash Brothers and put Into the Breach in there? But you and I had Smash Brothers high enough on our list that it would have been like if we just literally merged the list together there's no way into the breach if would be this in there. top five is an atom into the breach and uh monster hunter or like the electrons yeah going around it definitely um but only noble gas is here pal sorry oh god oh my god the the winds are stirring up outside I, i'm sure you can't hear it uh through the podcast but that's I, kratos celebrating that he's at number two i do i do think that that's all the norse gods yeah. Looking down and smiling upon us. Well, I hope when you beat Celeste, Kratos is at the top of the mountain waiting for you. Yeah. Uh, and I, and it's I, like, congratulations. Both opinions are valid. Yeah. Likewise with uh, with God of War. <laughs> I, I hope when you take the mother's ashes to the top of the mountain, Madeline is oh there to greet God. you. Both games are about climbing a mountain. That's what I'm talking about. That's amazing. That's what I'm talking about. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Five. Let's say this at the same time. <laughs> okay. Five. Five. Smash, Smash Brothers, Brothers Ultimate. Ultimate. Yes. Four. Four. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Three. Three. Celeste. Two. Two. God of God War. Of War. <laughs> One. One. Spider Man. I love it. We just high five. That was yeah. That wasn't me slapping. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> Where the fuck is it in the breach? Oh. <laughs> I feel good, honestly, Brendan. That whole time is the first time doing this podcast with you where I felt like I was hurting a friend um <laughs> but i do think that this episode was the most uh like if there's any incentive for this podcast it's highlighting our love for video games yeah and our love for talking together about it and this is awesome yeah i, I think we got into depths here that we never have before yeah um i think that we both highlighted games that really deserve it i'm into our top five um and yeah, I'm I'm just I'm really happy with the decisions made today. Yeah, me too. I feel uh, first of all that this went really well. Yeah. 
I've had a great time doing this. Uh, making my own personal top ten was a hell uh, this year. It was really hard. <laughs> it was very tough. Um, because this was a lot, and this and you could probably tell with your listener. Yeah, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also did grapple for a long time with do I even put Hollow Knight on my list, and then at a certain point, I was like, I just have to. Yeah. I gotta get on top of the mountain and put it there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think uh I'm excited for what 2019 will bring and i'm excited to do this again next year because uh that'll be the full year of us doing the show that's the thing if there's any uh indication of what 2019 will bring it's that in the six months that you and i have been doing this podcast i have played more games than i probably played in all of 2017 and the beginning of 2018 combined. I'm envisioning you tossing and turning in bed, dreaming. Be like, Steven, Animal Crossing at number four? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. For 2019. Oh, my. I mean, number one's going to be Animal Crossing. Unless they fuck it up. <laughs> I think we're actually both. If there's any. God, talk about the vibe like we like. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like. That's the closest you get to lo-fi hip-hop beats to study relax to the yeah. game is Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, is there anything, um, okay, let's just say finally that that is our list officially. We're locking it in. Yeah, I know yeah. we high-fived over it and that was maybe the lock and key, but I just want to like make it very clear. That is. Do you want to make that tradition? We high-five at the end of the list. That sounds great. I let's like do it. it. Yeah. yeah. I like that because we fight and then we make up. That's yeah. good. Okay, cool. Um, that, yeah. What? Sorry. What? I was going to say that didn't really feel like a fight. Yeah. It felt like just a lot of tension. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I loved it though. Yeah, it was anyway, good. Yeah, yeah, it was a good vibe. It was actually exactly what I was hoping for with this I'm episode. Glad. We we definitely went into this episode a little bit blind in terms of like how we were going to do it, yeah, but yeah. It, it worked out. Yeah, it did. Um, were there any games that came out in 2018 that you did not play that you think if you had played it, it would have made your top ten? That's a great question. I think Let's Go Pikachu mm-hmm. probably would have made the top ten. I yeah. think I would have probably knocked out. Um, I mean, every game that made my top ten. I think deserved a place there. Yeah. But I probably would have had some tougher decisions to make. Yeah. Um, I think Let's Go Pikachu probably would have been there. Um, I don't think Assassin's Creed Odyssey would have. So based on nothing. Yeah. Like I'm sure uh, it sounds like a great game. I just didn't get to pick it up. Yeah. Um, what else came out this year? It's worth mentioning having played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like a lot of it. It didn't even make my like list of potentials. Oh, okay. Um, as much as I enjoyed my time with it, it did not feel like a game of the year contender. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Let's Go Pikachu is probably the big one. Um, just because we again another series we love is Pokemon. Yeah, and I think that that's like where we reach middle ground often as well. Yeah, but um, I mean again that was my number eight. Yeah, so like but I think it would have made my top ten. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a game this year other than maybe God of War. Mm-hmm. If I were to spend more time with it, that probably would have been on my list. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, God of War and Let's Go Pikachu, the classic duo. The classic duo. Uh, for me, the one game that I know would have been in my top ten, maybe even top five, had I played it, is uh, Return of the Obra Dinn. Oh, yeah. I, that's that's another game that I was meaning to play for a long time. I wanted to get to it this week and just didn't have time because I prioritized playing more of Celeste over that. Same. Um, but, God, I mean, that game looks unreal uh donut county as well oh my god donut county yeah. is another one that i really want to play and um, it's on switch now but yeah. i'll probably play it on ios because that's where it was designed to be played yeah i think Oberdin, let's go pikachu and, yeah. and donut county also annapurna which made florence or yeah. uh distributed florence yeah yeah a lot of great stuff this year a lot of great indie games this year yeah i think if i had to sum up this year it'd be like sony like exclusives yep uh and switch indie support yeah those are the two kind of big and i think our list kind of shows that yeah um 
Yeah, it was a wonderful year. It was a wonderful year. And I'm year. really, really happy to do this show with you. Yeah, likewise. That's my number one game. My number one game of the year is making a podcast with Stephen. <gasps> <gasps> Me? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, here's a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Do you want to talk about 2019 now or next week? I want to talk about it now! Uh, do you? I do. Actually? Yeah. Okay. What are you looking forward to? What do you think is going to be on your list next year? I love this. There's obviously like games that we... like. I didn't know that Hollow Knight... I mean, I didn't know that Celeste existed... Um, yeah, that, uh, the Switch. Actually, constantly. that's not true. I picked two things that I was like actively watching the development <laughs> of. Um, yeah, there are games that just I pop mean, out of nowhere. Yeah, especially on the Switch. A lot of like, you know, I mean, a lot of games we talked about came out like last week. Yeah. Um, games that I know that are coming out in 2019 that I'm excited for. Um, I am excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, I know we talked about that a bit last time. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be. It's at least going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really going in with too many expectations. And I find that when I do that, when I go into a game fairly blind or kind of expecting it to be whatever, I'm always happy. Mm. I'm never like, yep, that was nothing. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a good approach for that game. I think that like there's such an it's almost gone full circle where like that game came out six years ago. I think there would be unrealistic hype for it. Yeah. It has been so long at this point in time that I don't think anyone even cares. Like, and yeah. then, and that because of that, I think it's going to be a big hit. Yeah, and as we talked about in the last episode, like I, between the two of us, am probably the bigger Kingdom Hearts fan. Yeah, I that game is going to come out and it will hit a zero on the on the scales for me. You know what I mean? It will yeah. be right in the middle of the gradient and probably not greater than yeah. that. Um, just because of how long it took to make, which like sucks. To like assign that to that game this early, but I can already feel that yeah. in myself. Like I don't think my body will be capable of enjoying that game past like baseline. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I am excited for it. Yeah, me too. Uh, the other game I'm excited for is uh, the new Fire Emblem. Um, yeah, oh god, I forgot that was coming yeah, out. Yeah, it's coming out in March. This is an early game that will probably be in my. I feel like that. I love that series. Yeah, and it's exciting too because this is the first time it's been on a console. That wasn't, I mean, it is handheld technically, but like, yeah, it's been kind of a Game Boy exclusive since right. the Wii. Yeah. Um, so this will be, this will be a really cool moment for the series. I'm hoping it's a good entryway point because I feel like a, a lot of people I know don't have a 3DS anymore, sadly. Yeah. Um, right. Keep your 3DS, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I would normally recommend Awakening as like the entry point for the series. Yeah. If you don't have a 3DS, Same. I'm hoping that the new one is because I, I really do love this series. Um, except for Animal Crossing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, that's obviously my like. And the thing I would yeah. love to see come out next year, which I think I would be the most excited for, is Last of Us Part Two. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's realistic to expect next year, but I also wouldn't be surprised if that was like, because Last of Us One was like the last game to come out on the PS3. Right. It's almost become like their Zelda, where it's like the beginning and the end of a console. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if Sony kind of keeps that until they launch the like, five. I don't really expect PS5 anytime soon but I wouldn't be surprised if like they released Last of Us Part 2 as like a swan song for PS4 and then do like a remaster for PS5 yeah I could see that which wouldn't be what I want but that's kind of what I can see but fingers crossed that it comes out this year yeah um and yeah um that's that's really it Fire Emblem Animal Crossing and, and maybe Last of Us Part 2 can I tell you one that you're forgetting yes Pokemon Oh my god. Mainline, like, real shit Pokemon yeah. game. I do keep forgetting that that's happening. Yeah. We know nothing about it. It's just called Pokemon 2019, 
which like is ominous and exciting. Yeah. What if it's like you just get rocks this time? You just get rocks. <laughs> you name the rocks. You collect them. You just get rocks. Uh-huh. What's your favorite type of Pokemon? Is that a Probably uh, just Rock. Geodude, actually. Yeah, yeah just, just read all the other ones. I would love a Geodude dungeon crawler. Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> like a roguelike. Yeah, exactly. With Geodudes. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's it. A close friend of mine just started playing Fire Red, and she like her her main Pokemon is Geodude, Dolby. I love that. Is. It like obliterates everything. <laughs> um, so I got her a Geodude pin, but just oh, like him like yelling. That's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, shout out to Dolby. Yeah. Great Pokemon. Shout out to Dolby. That's a great name. Too, it is. For Pokemon. Yeah, it is. Um, well, one of my games of the year was definitely uh, starting to name all my Pokemon because you kind of like peer pressured me into doing it. <laughs> uh, it has made me enjoy playing Let's Go way more than I thought. Oh, I have another game I'm excited for. Yeah. Um, this is like one of the only games I, I made note of during E3 during the PC conference. Mm. There's a game called Sable coming out for mm. PC and Mac. Yeah. Beautiful visual design. Um, it looks a lot like Mobius, like uh, that old French um comic artist yeah and the music is being done by japanese breakfast who i whoa love. i didn't know that i love her music that's yeah. amazing so that that alone is yeah. worth getting for me yeah but i've been following a lot of it online all the development and stuff it looks really cool and i, I can't wait to play it yeah um, i don't really play a lot of games on my mac but i'm i'm happy to in this case yeah so i'm excited for that i don't know when it's coming up but i know it's slated for a 2019 release mm. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for a couple Switch ports that I just feel in my heart of hearts are going to happen. Uh, number one uh, is Dream Daddy. It's a uh, game I really want to play. Oh wait, is that the is that the dungeon crawler? No, it's a dad dating sim. Oh, because there's, I think there's maybe I was confusing the both games together. But tell me more about Dream Daddy. Uh, it's just a game that came out I think this year or last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Baths? No. The the artist Baths or, or Geotic? No. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, like Japanese Breakfast doing the music for Sable, um, Baths is an artist I appreciate a lot. Oh, who yeah. Did, who did the music or did the theme song, an incredible theme song for Dream Daddy. Um, but <laughs> That's awesome. Just just a dad dating sim that is getting ported, I think, to PS4 soon and I feel like is probably on the horizon for Switch. I would love to play that and talk about it with you. Yeah. yeah. I hear it's spectacular um, and I haven't played it and I regret that. It was on a lot of people's lists last year. Oh, okay. Um, Is that going to be the Hollow Knight of 2019? Like uh, Dream Daddy number three? I don't think it can. <laughs> that's two years removed. That's a little bit too much yeah, for me. Yeah, that's where we draw the line. I, enough people played it. It was like enough of a thing, I think, when it came out. Yeah, um, I agree. Anyway, um, Near Automata, I feel like is coming to Switch. Oh, I would love that. I, I feel like it has to. I don't know why there's like a piece of my heart that's like not complete until that game happens. And then obviously Persona 5 on Switch is like, oh my God. I feel like that game is going to come out before, somehow it's going to come out before Joker shows up in Smash. Yeah. I think it's going to get announced and like happen all at once. Um, and that is going to destroy me. If they release Persona 4 Golden too, yeah. that would be amazing. Either one, yeah. I've only played the original Persona 4. Right. I'd love to revisit that with you Yeah, and play Golden. Yeah. Um, largely the same game, but they add a lot of stuff and like yeah. improve some things. Yeah, I, th- I think that is all going to happen. Yeah, an exciting year. Yeah. I think we'll have even uh, more stuff to, to sift through in our Game of the Year discussion. Yeah. Um, 
I think we should probably wrap up. Yeah, I at feel this point. good about that too. Our at least the recording is like three and a half hours long, so I think what? this episode is going to be like three hours. Oh my god! So if you're listening to this, like, wow, amazing! Thank you so much for yeah. doing that. Um, and that really just goes for everyone who's listened to any episodes, honestly. Yeah, like I mean, I I tried to talk say this in a moment earlier, um, but like Brent and I both love doing this show. That's partially why I think we got so emotional over some games because we tie that to the show yeah. and to each other. Um, it's been incredible seeing a lot of people talk about how much they like the show. It's also just been great catching up with you. Cause I yeah. feel like even though we've kept in touch during the years, like the show has brought us together yeah. in a way that is more consistent. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, I think a crystallization of things that we've tried to do in the past and like yeah. have wanted to do for a long time. Absolutely. So this, this is really it's really nice to be in your living room and yell about Hollow Knight. Yep. I love it. Yeah, same. Likewise. Yeah. It's cool to be in your living room. When you get squashed <laughs> by the Astral Knights, I'm the weird shadowy remains waiting for you. Nice. I like how I paint myself as the villain of the show. Yeah, I it's interesting. Need it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm the Javert to your Jean. <laughs> um yeah yeah making the show is a fucking uh joy i love doing it yeah uh, it's very cool it has brought me closer to both you and video games and that rules um for those of you who are listening uh cannot thank you enough for doing that yeah, uh, anyone absolutely. and this is not me asking for reviews on apple Podcasts, but like if you literally went to apple Podcasts and wrote a review i am amazed whenever anyone does that so thank you for doing yeah. that also, just rating star-wise, yeah, uh, like that also helps if you're not like, eh, I don't really want to like write a whole thing. Yeah, like literally going out of your way to either like do any of that, tweet at us uh, either individually or at the or the Twitter handle for the show. Like if you have ever interacted with us outside of just listening to this show, that is amazing. Yeah. If you are just a person who listens to the show, you also are like the best person. Yeah. Um, It's ridiculous. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's it's. I don't even know what I was going to say. I lost my train of thought there. It has been three and a half hours. Yeah. So that is insane. Literally, yeah. the f- like Les Mis happened. Yeah. Like this was like. <laughs> yeah. Empty chairs and empty tables was your uh, Hollow Knight spiel. <laughs> uh huh. My friends, my friends, don't ask me. <laughs> um, should we stop? We should stop. Cool. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful new year. Yeah. Uh, if there are any games that you like. Sorry, cut that out. No, no, no. no. That I think was... that's good. If you if you have your own top ten, uh, please send it to us any way that you feel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, like, we're doing this out of our own time and wallets, basically. Yeah. Happily, I mean, I didn't buy any game that I wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. I think same. the velocity in which I did it was faster. Mm-hmm. But um, are there any games that you that you think you'd like us to talk about or that we missed that you think were especially great that came out this year or earlier yeah um, we're always down i mean that might even be a fun thing to do next year if people want to send recommendations or whatever like, yeah I'm definitely open to expanding my horizons yeah same so yeah definitely thank you in advance for that yeah cool um all that having been said um i should mention that the twitter account is uh at into the cast so uh if you want to follow us there go ahead and do that if there's a better place for you like if you listen to the show and you're like i'm never going to go on twitter and do that um let us know like linkedin like linkedin yeah if you want us to make a linkedin for the show yeah if you want us to make a zanga or a live journal um if you'd like to send us carrier pigeons like feel free to do that (laughs) um no i i guess like reach out however you can um i don't know how to make that possible but um 
let us know if if you would rather a different thing maybe even in like an itunes review yeah or something i don't we, even know we enjoy like hearing from you and i think whatever we can do to make that more accessible yeah i have had a thought that in 2019 we should make a facebook group potentially okay. um and let people just like talk about games in there yeah. um in like a cool space that we kind of maintain and make sure that never sucks that'd be fun maybe um, a discord room it could, be, could be cool yeah something like that yeah um, so if any of that sounds interesting to you, please let us know however yeah. you can. Um, but I guess all that having been said, thanks for listening. My name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the internet at Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. You can find me at Stephen Hilger. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. See you in 2019. <laughs> <laughs>